Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Good morning out there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Offensive. We're hoping that we have a full broadcast for you today with no hiccups, but we do think that we have uh, hopefully figured out all of the issues and machinations that we've been dealing with in the past. So uh, looking forward to a great show today. Uh, hopefully you are a Boston fan and you stayed up till 3 a.m. or later and uh, had your heart broken by seeing Max Muncy blast a home run deep into the Dodger uh, uh, stands. So uh, that was fantastic. Very happy about that. Uh, today on the show, we're obviously going to be covering the World Series, what's been going on there. Uh, as always, we'll cover the NFL. We've got Nate's Gambling Corner. We've got JP's Upset of the Week. <clears throat> and hopefully, again, you've been following a lot of these because if you've been following a lot of the bets that have been placed on this show or been uh, advised to you on this show, you probably are up quite a bit on the year. So uh, make sure that you always are tuning in and making those bets and get those bets in when you hear them. Don't wait until tomorrow morning because those lines can change and you can find yourself losing by a half a point. Again, I'm your host, Mark Ademus, and if you can do us a huge favor out here, if you can go like us on Facebook, if you can follow us on Twitter, helps us get a little bit extra exposure. You can also find out about us and about the show and listen to past episodes on our website, thesportsoffensive.com. Again, thesportsoffensive.com. And there you can always ch- uh, listen to us on the Blog Talk Radio player on the site, or you can check out the show uh, on demand at Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, and always as an iTunes podcast. We do want to thank our show supporters, Idiot Cult T-Shirts, Health Guru, EK Fit, and the Space Savers Operation Organized. Find all of them and links to them on our site. We always love callers. Go ahead and give us a call at 929-477-3204. Again, the number here is 929-477-3204. Uh, one of my co-hosts has just finally arrived. It's been a, a bad traffic day in Denver. And uh, is that the other one walking along the path? Yep, there? he so. is. Uh, he's walking right up the uh, the path right now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know that you're disappointed. You were thinking you were going to get to hear me solo all day long, and I know that's what you've always uh, dreamed of and wanted. <laughs> but, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to go ahead and let other people talk as well. So, again, if you want to call into the show, we'd be happy to hear your opinions on anything we talk about at 929-477-3204. So let's get right into it. I mean, what a game. What a crazy game. What a wish I had stayed up and seen it game. <laughs> because that was the longest game in the history of the World Series. Seven hours and two minutes, I think, was the total time. 20. Oh, it was 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Seven hours and 20, seven hours and 20 minutes. That's ridiculous. Now, it was 18 innings, so it yeah. was two full ball games. So I guess it's not really overly long for two of uh, two full ball games Wait and uh, it went to the 18th it went to yeah, the 18th, 18th inning 18th wow. inning now did you read the trivia question yet uh i did read the question i didn't read the answer okay i just wanted to make sure you got the, the questions out there because it's was, a two-part okay cool and it's a good question and i also i was starting to do notes last night and i was just i was my week has been exhausting <laughs> and uh, I, know, I know i was in new jersey <laughs> for three days i know that you just got back so welcome back to colorado thank you welcome back to yourself thank you and uh the weather I, you know i hope you enjoyed winter it's over already it's back to 75 <laughs> degrees and uh, sunny actually it's supposed to be a gorgeous weekend we'll get oh, to snow 
next week. And uh, no, no, no problem on my side with 75 degree days. I love those kind of temperatures. And uh, also, if you guys can do me a favor, keep your eyes on that screen in case we do get dropped. Now that we know how to get reconnected, we should be able to. Plus, we want to have some uh, new listeners. I met some people on my mom's side of the family that are huge sports fans that want to call in today. Hopefully that uh, they're able to actually call in today. So, hey, if if you want to call in, you know you can. Again, our number is 929-477-3204. So, first question. How late into the game did you guys make it yesterday? Thirteen. It was two to one, and I passed out from drinking too much alcohol. <laughs> I, I got a text. I got a, I got a text from your wife saying, "Well, you know what? My husband's passed out, but I'm still watching the game." Yeah. And I couldn't help but laugh because I didn't get that text till about four in the morning when I had to get up and take a pee. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, the game went even longer than that because I did the same as you. I was so tired." I mean, I was exhausted, and I'm sitting there, 13th inning, they give up that run, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's over. You know, they blew That's their exactly chance, what happened and me. I rolled over, fell asleep, and then when I woke up this morning, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, they won. I was like, oh, they must have hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the 13th, and I was like, oh, wait, that says, <laughs> oh, oh, my God, dude. What was it? Was it three to two? Is that the Yeah, final? Max yeah. must have hit a solo Monty. shot in the 18th inning. Well, on a walk-off. Yeah, as a... As, uh, as, uh, he was the run that scored in the bottom of the 13th on the wild throw by Devers. Yep. Or, no, not Devers. Uh, who threw that ball? I forget who threw it. The 13th is when I took a nap and I woke back up for the bottom of the 14th and I made it to the 18th. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I, dude, I can't even imagine how hard it must have been to be out at the stands, you know? Like, I mean, and they were, I and mean, that place was packed. There was, yes, like, it didn't yes. look like anybody went home. Well, like the entire crowd was still there. In the postgame, uh, Big Poppy called it the Oppie Taco home run because he went opposite field with it. Oh, well, either yeah. way, we love taco. the like taco. It. And you know what's really funny about uh, Max Muncy? A lot of people don't realize is he was like a journeyman. He's not like a rookie guy that came up through the system with the Dodgers and, and like, you know, exploded onto the scene. He was a journeyman. He was a guy who played for the A's. Do you A's know how old he is? And, oh, he's 30-something, 30 isn't he? I think he's, I I think he's like so. 31 or something. Yeah, he's not a young chicken or spring chicken. Oh. But uh, – but just buzz on the scene and change his swing. And they've, they've talked about how the Dodgers have had a number of reclamation projects that have done really well because their hitting coach has been good. Chris Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Chase Utley has had kind of a renaissance there, you know, really? Oh, you, well, yeah. Utley's not on the roster for the postseason. Though. Oh, he's not. Oh, no, they left oh, him off the roster. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm just, I'm just giving examples of players they did that, well that have come over and done well though. Well, they like used Justin uh, Turner, another guy. They yeah, used the uh, 46 different players last night. Wow. Well, they broke the record, right? Yeah. And they had 46 they, different players. Um, between the two teams. Uh, yeah. Bo- Bogers. 50 total, right? 25 man rosters. Well, because because Kershaw didn't pitch. No, and... Kershaw hit though. Oh, he did hit. That's he right. He did, did hit. Play. Yeah. And then, uh, well, cause he's a pretty good hitting pitcher. Yeah. Know? I mean, I mean, well, for as, as a pitcher, as a you pitcher, know, as a pitcher. Um, and then, yeah, cause I think they used almost every single person on the roster and, uh, Eovaldi came in, in the 13th or the 14th, 13th or 14th. And he was supposed to be the starting pitcher today. today pitched six innings and over a hundred pitches. So they're like, he's now out of commission. For, yeah for two more days or three more. So he's done until Boston. If they even decide to start him. I, as of this, as of when I left this morning, I did not hear them um, name a starting pitcher yet for tonight because they yeah, went through he has. all their roster. Yeah. I mean, you know how the, the Red Sox have been putting in their starting pitchers to get through the postseason. Sure. And he definitely did it last night. I mean, Cord. David Price. David Price pitched an inning last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. Good inning too. <laughs> Although it looked iffy when he started, yeah. but then he, he came around and got yeah. it to go and, uh, the, they call them the rubber arm, you know. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I think it actually favors the Dodgers today 
because the Dodgers got a great performance out of Bueller. Uh, Kenley Jansen needs to feel ashamed of himself. I know he gave up a home run to a good player, but I don't care. You're, you're the guy. You need to nail down the chance your team to win. Well, think about the stat. Bueller had seven strikeouts, one earned run, and no walks against that very Red no, Sox he lineup. He didn't give up any runs, did he? Uh, no, he didn't give up. No, runs. that's right. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. No earned runs. No yeah, earned runs. Right. That's my bad. No oh, earned runs. Right. No walks. Seven strikeouts against that very patient, potent Red Sox lineup. He was. He looked amazing. I t- I, I texted mean, Mark at one point last night, and I was like, "Man, Bueller is a special player. Yeah. I mean, he has incredible. Not only great stuff, but boy, he can locate it." Yeah, 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 and he, and and moments don't seem to be too big for him. Yes, and so I think the Dodgers' future is still bright. I mean, they've got they've got him. He's very he's a rookie, and then I think he's a, I think he's a rookie, like a technical rookie. And then Urias is just coming back from the UCL, and he looks fantastic. And he hasn't even been starting yet, but he'll become a starter. Mm-hmm. I you know they, they you know, they've got a good farm system. Yeah, I, I mean Kershaw is going to be good for a few more years. Yeah, he's not going to be yeah. the the number one ace in like the league, the, but no. he's going to be the he can still be a number or a number two. He can be a great number two. Even or even a number three behind those two guys. Right. I mean, the, uh, imagine Kershaw pitching that game three, which is even better for him. I've, I was saying that I was texting this to people and when I was out in New Jersey and there was a lot of Boston fans out there at oh, the business yeah, yeah. meeting and <laughs> all of them were razzing me and, and giving me a hard time all the time about, you know, Boston's amazing. They're going to roll. It's going to be over. And then, of course, after the first game, then we go to get, meet them at breakfast the next morning. Oh, did you see that game last night? And you're like, yeah, I saw that game. And uh, I, I was saying from the start, why start Kershaw in game? I, I, I honestly, I still don't get it. Being on the road at Fenway in a, in a park you really never pitched before, well, and even the whole team. I mean, because you saw it in the first inning. If you correct me if I'm wrong, but the, uh, who was playing center field that day? Uh, Probably Bellinger. It, was it Bellinger? No, I think they sat Bellinger game one because oh, of you're right, because of lefty. Yeah, uh, um, he. Com- I think it was Taylor. I think he completely misjudged that ball in the outfield. I yeah. think a number of things could fall into that decision, though. So, you know, the front office has got to be pressuring them to start Clayton, don't you think? That's got to come from there. The, I would also say, you know, Kershaw is probably in the manager's ear. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know, pointing the finger at him, so I'm the man. You know, you start me. Which, you know, there's, again, that holds a little bit of water. You know, the manager's the one that makes the decision. I'm sure Kershaw holds a, a significant bend of the ear. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm the sure. guy's oh, the, guy the, the yeah. face of the franchise. Absolutely. Hell, I still have his fat head. But to me, that box. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting for, my, waiting, for, waiting for my own place to put it on the wall. My, my point is, it's more the manager's decision than anybody's, I feel like. So the manager makes the decision to go with Kershaw in game one I, it makes me question Dave Roberts a little bit as a leader like he can he not make that tough call you know like why can't you go to Clayton and be like look man I've decided to start you in game two or game three you know uh we're gonna go with uh whatever tonight Walker or, or Hunjun, you know and uh this is why you know and I don't know if he was able to have that conversation with Clayton. Well, you know, I think that might have fallen into part of his decision-making, which... You do wonder because Clayton started game two of the division series and looked miraculous. Then pitched game one of the division series, or uh, you know, the, or the NLCS, didn't look so good. Pitched very well in the second start. And so I was surprised. I didn't know why Dave Roberts would not be like, look, obviously you get too amped up. 
You know, you're oh. an amazing competitor. You want so badly to win, but you know what? You'll you'll get too amped up, and then you can't locate your pitches. Well, here for me, it's a lot of it is just so analytical anymore, and the decisions are already made for you, too. You know, and so that's what manager you know managers will tell you in baseball now. They don't really do much anymore. You know, they, they basically you know, decide when to put guys in and out, but that's about it. Which is a big, which is still a big call. No, it is. It is. But I mean, the percentages tell them what to do every time. And this is another one of those situations, you know, where it's like the, how you never see the outfield or the, the fielders lined up just in the, in the net, in the regular positions anymore. It's always a shift in one way or another, or absolutely. You know. Well, it's because, you know, batter a is at the plate and he's a pull hitter, and, you know, 78% of the balls that he makes contact with go right of second base. Right. You know? No, no, you're right. Absolutely. I, so, I, I'm not down any of that. But that's what I'm saying is this decision is based on that, or it could be based on mm-hmm. analytics, and they're just like, you know what? I'm going to put my number one guy out there who has the best stuff, and I'm going to roll with him every time. Yeah. And you know, I, I, it just it, so, it it bothered me because I felt like it was a waste. I felt like I, I agree that I'm just trying to figure out their their thinking, like their right, mind. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think you're wrong at all. I'm I'm not trying to 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 argue what you're saying. I'm just disappointed. I am I am in agreement with you. Yeah. I I was just trying to kind of say the other side of it, but yeah, I don't think Dave Roberts has made. He I think there's a couple of clutch moments where he has made some poor decisions. And from a, from a, coming from a huge Dodger fan and a man who suffered through the Mattingly manager years where you had the worst manager in the history of baseball. Uh, oh, boy, that's a strong statement. <laughs> <laughs> trouble, hard for me to think of a worse one. Uh, maybe when Ted Turner became his own manager for a while. But uh, Dave Roberts, to me, has been miraculous. He has been phenomenal. I couldn't have asked for more from what he has been doing with that team over the since he has become the manager. I mean, they've been fantastic I, since they brought him in. Again, I agree. You know, yeah. but you're right about bad moves. They know now Kershaw is it ever a bad move to start Kershaw? No. No. But I I I just didn't understand why you wouldn't say, "You know what? Look how great he has done when he's not expected to put all the weight on his shoulders. Look what he when he's able to relax. Look how amazing of a pitcher he can still be." Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, the only the only other thing that I don't understand that Roberts did that really confused me was he brings in Baez in that first game. Baez comes in with like, was it, was it two guys on base or even bases? I think it was just two on base, maybe bases loaded, but I think it was two. And then he strikes out both batters. They look befuddled and he pulls him out and brings in, I think he brought in Madison, right? Is it Madison he brought in that gave up the run? Madison. Madison, Madison excuse yeah. me. Um, and, it was like, why did you take out Baez after two batters? This guy's been your best postseason pitcher and down the stretch reliever. That was the worst decision in the postseason this year, in my opinion. I mean, it cost yeah. him the game. And I understand that Roberts said, you know, this guy has been our workhorse all year long. He's been the guy that I bring in to get the one out to close out innings and things. But you already had brought in a guy who was pitching fantastic. And you might have gotten another inning out of him. He was mowing him down. Yeah. Yeah, and so baseball is never a certain thing, as we all know, right? You may bring in your guy, you know, let's use Dylan Batances as an example. He can come in, he can throw 99, you know, he has 30 holds, and he's had, you know, five and five, five of five and save opportunities. And it's the guy you're going to bring in in the eighth every time, especially when you have Chapman in the ninth. You bring the guy in, he just isn't locating tonight. 
you know, well, he, he starts to walk guys. And then when he does locate, it's right over the plate. And right. They start to hit him, you know, and it's a classic scenario of you just, no matter how good you are, you don't have it every night. Right. You know? And so to me, when you've got a guy out there already that has it and showing you that through two batters, why are you not using that? You need to use that, to, in my opinion. So no, I think and, that was... And it's the first game. I mean, and that was that a first big game, mistake in, on Robert's part, and it cost him the game. Winning the first game away from home is, is so advantageous in any sport, obviously, but big time in baseball, because now, you know, it, you've broken serve, you've broken that home field advantage, which in, you know, baseball and football, I think it matters more than it does in basketball, but... Well, and because baseball still goes to two three two and not to two two one one one. Right, right. So if you can break serve in that the first two games as the underdog, you have a distinct advantage because you get three games in your ballpark, and that, you can try to win at home. JP, yeah. great point. It is a, it's a huge advantage, right? So I think the first two games, if you're the home team, are almost must wins. Yeah, you, know, you got to get both of them. Yeah. Because you give up one and then you go on the road for three, you could possibly lose all three. Unless you're the Joe Torre Yankees, in which case you lose your first two, go to Atlanta, win three, come home and win it at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you think about tonight? So, I mean, what do we think? I mean, do, who do you think that that helped? Like I said, I thought it helped the Dodgers because they didn't have a single pitcher. Well, I'll look it up right now. Advantage Dodgers all the way right now because of everyone that Boston had to use last night out of that ball pack. And a lot of innings for a lot of guys. Yes, and they've done that, and they've done that with a lot with their relievers a lot. It's also amazing when you think back to that first game, Kershaw and Sale, and neither one makes it through five innings. Well, that 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 was a shock. Yeah, <laughs> from a gambling standpoint, I look at this game, and that's a huge advantage for Do- for the Dodgers right now because of the pitching and and the tired arms and how many guys had to come in and pitch for Boston last night. Yeah, Bueller going deep like that, and then Jansen doing two innings. So uh, to me, that implores a strategy from the the Dodgers, almost a must strategy, that they've got to go up to the plate, hit a ton of foul balls, try to lengthen the uh, the at bat, you know, get the guys to keep throwing a lot of pitches, a lot of pitches, and grind away and keep that score low. I, I could not agree with you more, and I would also say, uh, go up there taking pitches. Go up there and try and get walks. Try and get a pitch count up on whoever does start and get into that bullpen again. Mm-hmm. But then you got a chance of giving yourself a game three mm-hmm. where Bo- or a game four where Boston's depleted completely. And then you've got a shot to maybe take all three at home. And if you do that, then you actually have a chance to win this thing. I'm still not optimistic about the Dodgers winning the whole thing. but Okay, so as of this morning, this is right off the ESPN app, uh, neither the Dodgers nor Red Sox announced game four starter yet. <laughs> I, there is no starting pitching uh, listed for either team right now. Do they have? Do they? Do they have to? I think you have to have you as you have up until you have to put in your lineups, which is a certain time before the first pitch of the game. And for the life of me, I don't remember when you have to turn the lineup card in. I, it's like an hour before. It's, it's something, something like that. that yeah. yeah, it's right after batting practice, and and basically a certain amount of time before first pitch is supposed to start. I'm heavily uh, considering betting on Boston. Excuse me to help to help the Dodgers hopefully uh, pull out a W. So, um, 
Man, I don't know if you guys had allergies. Well, bet morning, heavy. Holy cow. If you bet heavy, like half your bankroll, then you'll be good. Thankfully, I've already bet 90% of my bankroll on Sunday football so that I don't so I can't screw up and lose most of my money. Uh, I've decided to start putting in my bets earlier yep. because if I wait until Sunday morning and then we all start texting each other and talking, I start getting emotional, right? You start getting like, well, everybody's going on this one. Or everybody likes this better, you know, and I'm just like, you know what? No, you, you, you went through and you picked who you thought were the bets that were the sure things. and You took the opposites and just take them now before the lines change and everything, especially hearing now that the uh, Jets. Jaguars are going to be down to all rookie or all sub starting cornerbacks. That's, that's big. I mean, the Eagles haven't had an offensive, excuse me, an offensive breakout really yet. So, and when, when we get, week. I'll get to the Eagles. Cause uh, I know uh, Clement's coming off. He's a hundred percent. Now he said from his quad injury, cause he was suffering through that quad injury. That's why Wendell was question. Uh, Mark City did. Okay. Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, yet. you didn't ask the question. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you walked in as I was starting. Oh, the show. I'm okay. Yeah. So we have two trivia questions. Yeah. We have yours, and then I I made one okay. too. I just ended up falling asleep before I did any other notes. <laughs> I just made the trivia question, so we'll do them both. Okay. So go ahead and, and okay. So yours. I've got a kind of a two-parter, just because it was the longest game in World Series history last night. So here's a two-part question: Was the second second longest game in World Series history after last night? The time, part of it, and then the innings, part of it. Um, so there is one other game that went, um, not as long as this one. And then there's three games that went to a certain amount of innings. And I have the names of the teams and the years they did it. So there's three teams that all tie for the second longest innings, innings game. And And there's there's one one other game that's the time. Yep. I'll bet you I can, for some reason, I think I know the time game. You probably, we actually probably do. So confirm this for me. Last night was the longest game time-wise. Time-wise. But Mm -hmm. not innings-wise. Actually, it was both. both Because the the, uh, second longest inning game, or I just said it, that is the longest inning game in World Series history, too. Okay. Yeah, that that was just the longest game period. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, you want to slice it. Uh, but you know, it was a, it was a great game, but yeah, it was the longest one. Uh, so the question that I had was that, you know, Alex Cora has a chance to become, uh, a rookie manager that mm-hmm. wins the world series. And this has been done before. How many times, who were they, what teams and what years? So mm-hmm. that one is a really hard question because I can t- guarantee you, I got, I would have gotten zero of them. So for some reason, I think I might be able to get one. I don't, I'm not sure why. There's one of them that you might know. I'm thinking three of these, you may not even know the, play, the managers, because two of them, I didn't, I'd never even heard of them. Right. And so um, that'll be a nice, really hard question. But I think I've got a couple of good questions. So, yeah. again, if oh. you, uh, you want to try and answer these questions, go ahead and give us a call. We're at uh, 929-477-3204. So back to the World Series. So, you know, I, I know it's hard without knowing who the starters are. But, JP, if you had to make a Let's gut call. Speculate. Yeah, I mean, we can speculate who the starters are going to be. I'm assuming Kershaw. I, I'm as I'm pretty sure it's going to be Kershaw. Yeah, I, I would say it's Kershaw. Now, you think Sale for the Red Sox? I mean, it has to be. He's I the think only he, one that didn't pitch last. I was going to say, I think well, he's the only one that didn't pitch. I mean, they uh, Rodriguez is in the bullpen now, right? Well, he has been. He mm-hmm. pitched, but he pitched last night. Yeah, he pitched yeah. last night. But he wasn't the starter. No, 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 no. no, no That's no, what I'm no, saying. No. He's in the bullpen, so. Do they only have, have they only been going with a three man roster with the three man uh, staff with, with Price and Sale and Porcello? Is that they must have been? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know who the well fourth the uh, guy the fourth was. guy was the guy that pitched all the innings at the end of the game. Evaldi, yeah, Evaldi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and so, then Pomerantz was a starter for him a lot of the year, but yeah. he's in the bullpen so, too. Maybe yeah, he I could wonder start. if he could start. Like, how long is 
but you know how stretched out is he? You know, right? Or and is Pomerantz on the roster? I guess I haven't I haven't seen him pitch. That's a good question. Yeah, so maybe he got left question. off because you know a lot of times they do that. They'll they'll look at the the opponent and they'll say, you know, this is not a pitcher who's going to match up well against these opponents, and leave him off the roster and say this guy will be a better choice. I've also seen MLB give what they do. They'll give a special exemption, and they'll let you add. They do this on days of like where there's like a double header or something like that, and they'll let you add one player to the roster. Wow. So I don't know, you know, sometimes you'll get that. And so I wonder who, you know, if they were to bring somebody up from the minors that probably hasn't pitched in weeks or, well, I'll tell you what, here, here last, here's the guys that pitched for Boston last night. And you guys missed one of the plays that I think Dave Roberts messed up on when uh, Price was in the game. Oh. Price with one of the most sneakiest moves, the first base yes. you ever seen in your life. Yeah, they had Bellinger, I think this is the 15th inning or 16th yeah, inning. Yeah, they should have stole. Well, they tried to steal. Except he got caught. He got he got ticked off. But no, there was one more batter that inning. They should have not ran him in that instance because they would have had they walked the guy that was at the plate on a three two count. They would have had runners first, second, two out. Well, that that wasn't the fifteenth. That was before the thirteenth. Is that That before? Oh yeah, that was like was that tenth or the eleventh? I have maybe even. Bottom of the night. <laughs> I'm losing. I'm losing. You saw that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But they it's uh, obviously Porcello, Rodriguez, uh, Brazier, Barnes pitched an inning. Price pitched two batters. Kimbrel pitched an inning and a batter. Hembray one inning and of all day six innings. Hembray I mean, looked so good. So did Barnes. Man, yeah. those guys both looked amazing. I mean, obviously Kimbrel, we know he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barnes was throwing 98. He was. Yeah. And he, he was, was looking. He made some guys smoke. look silly. You know. Yeah, they've got some good some good sneaky relievers the guy with the beard that's kind of a no-namer too that pitched the other i don't know if he pitched last night but uh god i can't remember his last name barrier barrier or something like that area barrier brazier brazier yeah brazier that's it that's it yeah he's freaking fantastic he gave yeah, up a are... hit and uh, a strikeout last night. I'll tell you who. Uh, he's like the boy. Max Muncy of the American League. Like, he's like <laughs> right. a journeyman, you know. Yeah. Who became a stud yeah. almost night, overnight. Yeah. I, I felt bad for uh, Wood on the Dodgers. They would not give him that curveball at on the corner, bottom corner of the plate. He was hitting. He hit it three yeah. times. They were all called balls. Oh, did he pitch oh. last night too? Yeah. yeah. He, he pitched, pitched a two innings. I think he pitched one. He pitched the one. Okay. One inning. One. They just would not give him that corner, and it was right there. If you looked at the, you know, their little strike zone. Did box. Rich Hill pitch last? Night. Um, no. no, Rich Hill did not pitch last I night. Could be that could be the starter. He could be going tonight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Rich right. Hill did not pitch at all last night. Yeah, I it, think it, that would then, be a nice little sneak attack too from Dave Roberts to put nobody seen Hill in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, and he pitched so well in his last start, which I think was the last game of the regular season. Uh, yes, I believe it was. I don't. Unless he pitched in the division he, series, but not as a starter. Not as a starter. Okay. Yeah, it's always been. Yeah, that's right. It's been, it's been Bueller, Kershaw, and and Ryu uh, a whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, another person that they didn't they didn't put on the uh, on the World Series roster was Stripling, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really interesting. Yeah, because he could have given them a good five innings too. You know, he yeah. was pretty. I mean, he he's a starter, pretty, right? He so. was pretty solid this season. Very. Oh yeah, yeah. he was I mean, very he, good he, this year. Did he win fifteen games? No, I don't think any Dodgers won more than twelve. Okay. That was kind of the thing this year was they had so much it was so, it was so sporadic and so spread out and the Dodgers continued that same theory as before where they would constantly send somebody down or put somebody on the 10 day DL 
just to skip a start mm-hmm. and give him extra rest and then bring him back. They would do that with Bueller a whole bunch. They sent Bueller down to the minors three times, and he didn't make a start any of those three times. They sent him down to the minors because they just did it intentionally to free up a roster spot so he could rest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like throughout the break, he you know he was down for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So boy, it's you know. Well, what, let, let's get a be, score prediction for tonight. I, I really think if Dave Roberts is smart, he does go with um, Hill. He goes with Hill because, man, they win tonight. They have an advantage tonight. It's 2 2, and the next game's at home, and, and you got Kershaw. Boy, that would be a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, the, everything is tonight. It it that that everything is tonight. Yeah, no, no, I could see I could see him doing a little sneak attack with Hill on, on the mound. Yeah, because they definitely have an. If you're looking at the the overall lineups of who actually played last night, I mean, the the, the real big tell, telltale thing here is that the Boston's batters, the one through four spots, went zero for twenty eight combined. Wow. Well, when you saw him, that Mookie <laughs> Betts and JD Martinez did nothing. Yeah, you don't see that very often. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then, yeah, the I, pitching's been. Unbelievable. Now, Jackie Bradley's been fantastic in the World Series. Does it seem like we haven't heard much from Ben Attendi, or have I just missed it? Well, he didn't even start last night, right? Right. I'm pretty sure he went three for four in the first game, Mm -hmm. but I haven't heard anything about him since. Yeah. You know how it is, man. You know, the young guys, sometimes the managers just, you know, want to give them a game to get their thoughts together. And they don't play every day because they just don't have that. I mean, this is a big moment. Right. You know, and as a manager, I you don't necessarily the best player isn't always the best player, if that makes sense. You know, maybe you've got a guy that's you know, maybe he's a comparable fielder to uh Ben Intendi, but he's not quite as good a hitter, but he's been in the World Series before or he's been in the playoffs before. I mean, that, to me that brings a lot to the table and I think also it gives you a nice weapon off the bench. You know, you got Ben Intendi to come mm-hmm. in later in the game to be able to you know, come off the bench. He could be a fielding replacement. He could be a hitting replacement, running replacement. I mean, he's just a good athlete altogether. So, well, anyway, I, that, I thought that was a savvy move. Yeah, yeah. no, that, you're spot on. And you've got a guy now with fresh legs. Mm-hmm. He didn't play yesterday. He didn't play 18 innings of baseball. Right. I mean, think about how many players played all the 18 innings. Think because, about those catchers. Oh, man. And you guys have both been catchers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember what inning Grandal came out. Yeah. Uh, but he did he come out? I'm he, not sure he because he played at least nine. Yeah, I, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he played at least nine. He was in there in the 13th still. Yeah, 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 pretty sure. Yeah, it's funny. I I think as a kid we played into like the 10th a couple of times. You know, and our games were seven innings. Right, right, um, yeah. So you know, we played into the 10th. I think in high school we put, played a couple extra inning games. You know, maybe, but. Um, yeah, I never played anything crazy like that, like a, a freaking game that just wouldn't end. You know, I've done it in basketball where we, I think we went to three overtimes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was in like a Y basketball tournament. <laughs> I think this is in high school, but on the ESPN page, they had like the, the longest game in, in football in high school, I think it was. It was seven overtimes, mm-hmm. and it was wow. – 139 points or something like that, and I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I, didn't I didn't read the, I didn't like actually get into the article or anything. I just was kind of looking at that. How like does high the, school do overtime like college? I think every state has, on, yeah. it, every state yeah. has their own kind of way of doing it. I know back in uh, where I'm from, well, back in the day before they changed everything, we just had a tie. Mm-hmm. We never played overtime. They did uh, in 
in South Dakota in, my, in our high school system, I'm pretty sure it was just like the NCAA. Okay. It's set up, you know, where you get the ball at the 20 or whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I think ours was kind of like what you're saying. We went to ties because back when I was in school, our, our schools had really tight rules yeah. about how much time a student could spend doing athletics. Oh, wow. Really, really tight rules, actually. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. that. That's one of the things, PIAA, that's Pennsylvania Interscholastic yeah. Athletic yep. Association. Um, they, yeah, they were very – like there was no spring practice with football. There was – you know, we were allowed two weeks into you – know, before you know, you, you had a two-week camp going into the season. You were allowed to do three-a-days. Um, of course, he never wanted to do three a day. I know, right? <laughs> but you could not. They're not. It's not like today where they have camps and all this other stuff where these kids are practicing and this. We, you never allowed to do that. That's that was a violation of the rules. Heck, I remember that my first job was technically breaking the law all the time by making me work until like ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And because you're a minor, five hours probably, shift. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then, yeah, uh, I did it all the time too. Right. Well, because no, because you know, I don't care what whatever laws you pass. No one's gonna follow the rules, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't saying anything because why? Because I was broke and I wanted yeah. some money. Need the money. <laughs> and in South Dakota, dude, you could have a job at fourteen, and you got your you could have your driver's permit at fourteen. Oh, so you're like a year ahead. Yeah, but it, you know, it was because you know South Dakota, a big farming state. So yeah. they, their kids. I mean, once you turn fourteen, they had to be able to drive the tractors. Oh yeah. Right. I remember Corey saying that he was driving like fifteen. I think or something that like has that. since changed. I'm pretty. In fact, I'm po- I'm positive it's now 16 there. I I know um, I I, I drove my I was, first farming tractor at age 12. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I bet you in those, I'll bet you in those really rural areas. I'll bet you they still do that. Oh, of course oh, yeah. they do. Because who's yeah. going to say that? Because the cop you knows have, you. You yeah. have to. Right. You're like, you hey, man, we got to say it. We're going to put food on the table. As a family, though, to run a farm like that, that's yeah. why you have kids. I mean, they, you they, exactly. Run, <laughs> you know, you got to run. Even though that's all kind of dying off. Yeah. I'll never forget my stepdad who grew up on a farm in Indiana. Heartbroken. That none of the kids wanted to take over the farm. That, that's, after, that's that generation. That's exactly that like, generation. And they're like, well, why would we? You're making us get up at you know 4 a.m. and we're working until working our butt off until seven, and then we go to school for eight hours, and you come home, and then you do another five hours of work. It's like, why would you want to do that? And it's like, but it's like you know, it's a generational thing, right? It's just mm-hmm. like this generation now isn't going to want to work the way that the generation, like our generation. Uh, the oh, other, yeah. And the other thing is, it's you know, you're given to society too. It's an important fucking thing, man. You know, yeah, you, and it's dedication, like Mark said. I mean, you've got to you're up, crack it on every day, and you're working your butt off, and then yeah, you go to school or you, you know, you're out in the fields all day. Although I bet a lot of them are in really good shape. Oh, you know? of course, yeah. They probably all have six pack abs and all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. you know I probably would have liked to have had that if I had been forced into the work. Yeah. You know? But uh, although as a kid when I had apnea and I didn't know it. Uh, boy, getting up at four o'clock in the morning would have been really. I mean, it was hard for me to get up after eight or nine hours of sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I, I rarely need more than six when I got my CPAP. I slept till noon about every damn day. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's remember those cool. days? I can't even do that now if I want to. Yeah, it's pretty hard. <laughs> well, I'll have I'll have dreams about stuff I'm supposed to be getting accomplished. Uh, I'm not kidding you. This this listen to this dream I had last night. I'll make it real quick. But it was after I fell asleep at like 5 a.m., right? Okay. And I slept only for about another, well, maybe like 6 a.m. So I think I slept for another, like another hour and a half or something before getting up to start setting up everything here. And I don't really understand the dream. Didn't really make much sense. I was, they don't usually. Right? Yeah. I was in a house in the second story, and I can't remember what I was trying to get. I was trying to get something done, 
and I kept getting frustrated. And then I decided I need to do laundry. And I've got like, I've got more laundry to do right now than I've had in probably three years. Cause I haven't done it for like three weeks. And so in my dream, I'm trying to get laundry done. I keep going down to the laundry room in the house. And for some reason, Steve Bannon is down there doing laundry. And so I'm just like, damn it. I, another load I can't do another. So I go back upstairs. Then it switches to all of a sudden the character from the, what well, was a combination? So you know the the character in Scream, the the killer. You know with that with that the mask mat, and the, the long mouth. right. Yeah. yeah. So it was a combination between him and then if you've seen Toy Story, the evil Zerg, the the guy that's uh, Tim Allen, uh, not Tim Allen, but he's the voice, uh, yeah. Buzz Lightyear's enemy. Yeah, yeah. Combine those into like one thing, and apparently he was super tall because he was looking in through the window in my upstairs room, and had big ass eyes was scaring the hell out of me, and every time I would see him, I would hear – it was a combination of like a chorus of like, like blood-curdling screams in the background. And so I was trying to hide behind my desk so he couldn't see me through the window, and that's when I woke up. Wow, that, that's pretty vivid, man. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you remember all of it. Well, the only dreams I ever remember are yeah. the ones right before I wake up, and they almost always have to be after I woke up and then fell back asleep. Okay, huh. And so it's almost like I never fell. Well, you have to fall into REM sleep to dream, right? So yeah. maybe I fell right into REM sleep or something. I don't know. But, sure. But yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting dream. And I, always, I hate those kinds of dreams where they're so vivid and not pleasant type. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't pleasant at all. It was, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Because you always wake up with that feeling of like, Incompletion. Ugh. Oh, yeah. uh, that's how I felt. I just blah and like, oh, I don't feel good and I just feel trashed and kind of feel like after like if you had drank all night long, you yeah. know. Uh, I would imagine from a scientific standpoint, not that I'm a scientist, but when you have dreams like that, you, you know, those you probably do release some some hormones and you know beta endorphins and adrenaline and things like that and serotonin and, so, and dopamine and yeah stuff. and all of that right so then when you you know wake up you probably do feel a little maybe maybe i'm just feeling the way that you would feel like after you do M, M, uh, mda you know or M, is mmda the molly M, mdma mdma the, you know after doing something like that where you exp, you know don't ask me expunge I I say, maybe you are a doctor well he does he does play one on the phone a lot so <laughs> I mean, True. you know, what's crazy is, you know, in our, we work in a pharmaceutical firm. And uh, when I was out in New Jersey talking with our client and they were kind of talking about, they started talking about like the competitors they have for their drug and why theirs is better. And I'm sitting there going, oh, we sell the other one too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, we like them both. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And then the same thing with the other one. The other one was giving a presentation on things. I was like, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I know. I know that one well. It's like, just got to be quiet. Don't say anything. <laughs> keep, keep it on the Bite on your the tongue. Bite your tongue. <laughs> so uh, we haven't gotten predictions. Yet. So JP, tonight, what's your prediction for the score? Boy, I tell you what. Uh, you know, I, I like it. Kershaw or Hill, I think they should pitch Hill. Leave Kershaw for it tomorrow prob- night. But it probably will be Kershaw. That, and we'll see when they actually announce <laughs> yeah. it today. I'd say actually it'll be interesting to see who announces it first. Who's going right. to pitch? Because is, is they Hill, may not is, announce it. Is Hill a left-hander? Yes. So both him and Kershaw are left. Is it going to be a left-hander? It's going to be a left-hander. Yep. Um, I like a score. I, I mean, last night was such a tight game and such great pitching. And and just I, I think we're going to have a game that's going to be a little higher in score. Maybe a 6-3, 6-4 Dodger win, I think. 
I think they have to open. It's going to open up. They're going to be tired. They're, the pitchers are going to miss their marks a little bit. The hitters are going to be a little looser because they're a little tired. I think that they're going to be swinging a little more. I agree totally. I think that's the key. I think the players are going to be. They're not going to have. They're not going to have enough energy to be tight or right, to be right. to be you know anxious or anything. They're exactly. just going to be like, let's just go just, play the ball. Okay. Let's just get. Let's just, yeah, <laughs> let's just get a run here so we can get home. You know, because yeah. that's how Bellinger kind of talked about last night's game after it was mm. over was. We're just happy Max or Muncie did that for us so we can just go home and get Oh, God, yeah. Because, I mean, gosh, I mean, it was, what, 1 a.m.? It was 1 a.m. our time. It just, uh, the clock hit midnight um, on the West Coast. Oh, that's right. They're they're in the Pacific. Yeah. So so it was 3 a.m. on the East Coast in Boston. And again, wonder if that hurts. What time is the game tonight? Uh, Our time is 6.09, so 5.09 West Coast, 8.09 East Coast. So let's – same time as last night? Yes. They're all okay. basically same time first pitches. It's always said 809. Why is it always 609 or 6, 609? Like, why is it 6 o'clock? But also, why is it now at 6, but during the division, during the uh, league championship series, it was always 630 or 7? Um, it, it's, it's because of, uh, I think they add on an advertising spot on each segment is what I, I think it is. So you have to divide out the time from uh, an extra advertisement because that's your prime yep. time advertisement. But it's, just so weird they move it up. but it's just weird that they're starting. Oh, you mean that the World Series adds in a little bit? So adds in an extra advertisement. Because if you gotcha. look at the World Series, they're actually in between um, like, like uh, some of the, some of the little people that take longer at bats. You should have known that. It's yeah. always follow the money. Right? They follow right. the money. <laughs> they actually feel better. They have been yeah. in between um, some bats. <laughs> at bats, they've been putting in side commercials. For certain I've things, seen that. it's like with football. So if, if, I don't think you've been watching uh, Thursday Night Football, but now it's on Tide. Amazon Prime. Yeah, the Tide so, commercials. Yeah. Oh, I do like those commercials, yeah. but I'm talking about uh, Thursday Night Football when it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They won't actually take a commercial break. They'll just shrink the game down to a small window and then give you a message from. It's usually progressive, I think. The something, insurance. something like that. But uh, NASCAR was yeah. doing that for years. Our Indy racing is the David side by side commercial and the race going on, and all of a sudden, if there was a crash in the race, they just cut the commercial. Off. Right. Now, are we are are we all shocked that we don't see baseball or football at this point looking like NASCAR? I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're getting well. You got to remember. Start thinking back to, to the ballparks in the '70s and the '80s and early '90s. You never saw advertisements on the outfield walls, even. Right. Now just, you're just in the minors. Exactly. Only in the minors. Now you're seeing them on the walls. You're seeing the electronic boards. You're seeing, you know, these big, I mean, what is Jalesco, uh, whatever it is out in LA that I keep seeing all over Dodger Stadium? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I almost feel like Coors Field started that. Probably, they're one of them. Know? Yeah. We have, a, we have a lot of static ads, right? They're not, yeah, they're yeah. not moving. They're just up there. They're, they're there. They're right above the ball pens is where they put all those ads right below that one lower deck below the uh, right field wall. Well, it's prime territory. I'm sure those yeah. companies they probably have they pay a good money and then they're given. Well, the look at look at these coasts. Oh, it's absolutely. W B Mason is all like they're at. I think the W B Mason is in Philly. It's in the bank. I think they're up in um, Yankee Stadium. I think they're Nets uh, a City Bank ballpark there. I think they're in Fenway. I mean, it's you know they're one of the big ones back there. And then, do you think that this actually helps these places make money? Maybe it does. Oh, I, maybe yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I do. Have you ever purchased something because you saw a sign at the ballpark? Uh, hard to say. I mean, maybe I, I, not consciously. Do you think that maybe it's just it's just a name well, that they'll come to the tip of your tongue when you tip think of your tongue? About yeah. you're thinking, like, if it's in front of your face all the time, right? That's sure. their thinking, right? Okay, yeah. and the next day, gosh, I really need a new phone. 
oh, that iPhone sign is fresh in your head. You may not think about it consciously, but it's like, oh, yeah, there, yep, I saw that iPhone. That was that like the Google cool. Pixel now that you've seen all over those <laughs> yeah, Verizon looked, commercials. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, here's the yeah. funny thing. When I, think of, when I think of plumbing, like Kurt Landis and the Iron Picks did this, they sold all the urinals to Roto-Rooter, I think it was. I think of Roto-Rooter. They had Roto-Rooter advertisements in every urinal. We talked about that when we did the contest, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's, see, that, see, I love – I still love minor league ballparks. I they're like awesome. The way they, they really are. Why do you think they they continue to do well? Because yeah. they are. They're fun. They're a cheaper alternative. Yes. yes. You know, guys, if you have a family, and you know, none of us have a family, but you know, I have a brother that's got a family, and I know you know friends that have kids, and man, I mean, if you have two kids, try to take them to like just a ball game mm-hmm. for the. You know, I mean, it's you know hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah, you know after parking and food and drinks and tickets and it's all hundreds of before if you just the tickets and parking. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you know uh, the person that I share my office with, she talks about that a lot. Like you know we'd like to go do this, but we decided not to because you know she's got two kids. Well, she's actually got three kids, but two kids that are still of age that you know mm-hmm. take him. He's got two kids, so now you've got four kids you're paying for. It's like going to a movie. She was like, we don't go to movies unless it's like a matinee somewhere, and even then. We don't take everybody because yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's frustrating to, to buy seven tickets. You right. know, yes, at, at ten bucks a seventy bucks. Matt, Matt, imagine taking two kids up skiing for the weekend. Oh, okay. Jay. oh my god! So I mean, <laughs> you'd have you to know, drop a small fortune. Ninety yeah, I mean, bucks a, a day. All the when first of all, just the gear that you have, right? Like your gloves, your hat, yeah. your snow pants, your jacket. You know, your socks, all the stuff you wear, you know, yeah, before your you long even get John, to the yeah. you've got to buy that for the kids, right? Okay, then the ski rentals, you know, which are just becoming outrageous yeah. now, Yeah. you know, 50 bucks a person, you know, after you get boots, skis, and poles, you know, it's like, Jesus, man, that's ridiculous. But, you know, now kids are wearing helmets. I mean, those things are 50 bucks, 100 bucks, you know. Um, lessons. Then, yeah, and lessons, lift tickets. I mean, lift tickets, tickets are, are 100, ridiculous. $125 now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I do not understand I was, say, how. I was just going to look up Veiled lift ticket price right now. I think, right now. I think they're about 130 Crested Butte, I think, was 150 last year. And But now you can get passes. You know this. You can buy a, a, a multi-pass. Or whatever. But, I mean, like, I remember you guys used to buy those, and it's like, how much did you pay for that? 650 bucks. You're like, $650? Yeah, but you go fucking four times, and you pay for it. Yeah. Right. No, I understand that. Yeah. But that's, this, that's why, when after I got out of out of skiing and didn't really, you know, get find it that entertaining, I never had any interest in getting back involved in it because I was like, dude, what a hassle. All that money, plus you have to drive up there, and you have to sit in the, you know, yeah. you have to sit on those lift chairs that take forever. And yeah, I the just traffic like, now it's not, is un- unbelievable. Ah, that's yeah. that's the biggest. It's just like we used to get up. We would get oh. on the road usually by six six thirty, mm-hmm. and we were all, we had we didn't hit traffic at all. No. Never. No. I mean, and now, now it's... coming home we did, but. It is weird. I hear more often about friends going up yeah. to ski resorts or mountains in the summer than I do on uh, in the winter anymore doing skiing. Yeah. Are, are, do you need more sound or? Just my mic. There we go. Oh, it just sounded yeah, a little go. light. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for turning <laughs> that up. Um, yeah, man. I just, I don't know how families do it anymore. You know, to try to take them to a Broncos game for the night. I mean, it's, you know, that's going to cost 500 bucks. Well, so, just, yeah. you know, I've been trying to buy a Easy. house, you know, and it's, it is outrageous when you look at, like the HOAs are stratospheric and they don't cover anything. I was just going to say, so what the hell do, you know, what do they really do with that money? Like, okay. They put it in their pockets. 
Who's they? The co- people, the company that owns the complex. Yeah. That's it. That's where the money. That's where the money is going. And don't tell me that they're using it for this and for that. No, you're not. Yeah. You're using it to make money. When you have a four hundred and thirty dollar HOA and you don't have a pool and you don't have an that's, exercise center, what are you paying really, for? They need to look closely at yeah at that stuff. Like, That'll never happen. You know, what like some snow removal and yeah, exactly. uh, and it's like, maybe that's funny. Some... I have snow removal here at at my apartment complex and I don't have an HOA. Yeah. So okay, yeah, I have you a, had we, to we buy you had to buy something that you used to to remove the snow, right? Some sort of machinery. Okay, well, I understand that. Well, just hire a service or hire a service. Yeah, and that's what they use here. And it, but I'm it just saying, cost very much money. Four hundred dollars a place, like that's unbelievable. And you're in a neighborhood of forty-five, fifty. I mean, that's 70. thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Yeah. Like what? What does it fucking cost? And then they say they say, oh well, we handle external maintenance and including the roof. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But I'm guessing that you're spending money on insurance and you're just paying deductibles when you have to have things. Yeah, done. That's, it's certainly a money making scheme. It's a lot like insurance for medicine. In which case, if you got <sighs> the same negotiated rate for your care that insurers negotiate with providers and drug makers and things like that, you wouldn't need insurance because yeah. a doctor visit would cost you thirty dollars. Or a surgery would cost you a thousand dollars, not twenty seven thousand yeah. dollars. Get off my lawn! It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but and and I was just thinking about like we were talking about how expensive it is to go do things with your kids, or or if you have a family and whatnot. I mean, in Colorado, it's not a joke anymore. And I know that I mean people people in New York, Boston, and San Francisco are probably gonna be like, hey, we've known this for years. Yeah, right. But in Colorado now, if you make fifty thousand dollars a year, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. That used to, fifty thousand dollars a and year used to mean you were comfortable. And I think that I heard some number; it's in the seventy percentile. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's about how people live. Mm-hmm. In fact, most paycheck to paycheck. the average pay in Denver is thirty four thousand a year. I do not know how people are surviving. I read the most amazing comment put by a recruiter on LinkedIn, and I mean, I, and I'm very careful about what I put on LinkedIn as opposed to like Facebook, whatever, where you can make it private and put whatever the hell you want. Right. On LinkedIn, you know, that's the thing that you're using with employers, so you want to try and keep it very, you know, clean and very proper and everything. And so I made a very just short and concise comment about what they said, but the recruiter said it's amazing how hard it is to find a hardworking person these days to hire. Everyone wants everything for nothing, and I mean, there must have been 300 comments posted in about five minutes blasting this person saying, well, I work my ass off over. I mean, like personally, I'm like, hey, I work I work about 50 hours a week on average. I work very hard. I do very good work and I do very dedicated work and I don't consider myself lazy and I'm consistently trying to improve my skill set and my skill base directly related to my job. And I live paycheck to paycheck. So everybody's going to say that, though. Everybody thinks that about themselves. But I think it's true in the most part. Most yeah. part. And then and, and I think what the other problem you have is these other jobs, they want people to work their butt off for $35,000 a year. And you're like, why would you work your ass off for a job that barely pays you enough to live? You're going to get them. Because that's all you're qualified of, for, mostly. Maybe that. Yeah, that could be the case. Yeah, that's the case. But I, yeah. I, I just think that wages haven't grown. And they should have yeah. been growing a long time now because the economy has been growing for 12 straight years. How many races have I, have you guys? Oh, we in can get into years? conspiracy theories if you want. But. <laughs> well, not conspiracy, just just how many raises have you gotten? Not, I've gotten one raise in three years. Yeah, no, it's and not, it was a cost of living raise. It wasn't even a raise. Right. Right. And I, I don't blame. I, I understand the companies are maybe not making that much money, but it's like the stock market's going crazy and the 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 GDP this last quarter well, grew by five percent until Trump actually came into office. 
think you know, small, especially small businesses, it's been tough. It's a tough go to make money. You know, if you're if you're in a small business. So where's all that money going? That's being with our with these huge GDPs that we've been growing for the last. 10, 12 years. I mean, yeah, like, oh, it's not a huge question. growth, but it's like... It goes to our military. That's where it goes. Yeah, but so then why does the government have the money? Why would GDP growth go to the government? That's I mean, a good it's question. Just, what is going on? You know, it's just, yeah. it's just weird. It so. goes to the government, so they'll regulate really. <laughs> <laughs> or deregulate properly. Well, right? yeah, right. Or, yeah, that's... that's but it's just, it's amazing when like... you see, like, the massive growth in the stock market, but people aren't making more money and most businesses don't seem to be making more money. Like most people yeah. who work for a business are like, we're still trying to get in the black. And you're like, how can you all be in debt or not be making a profit yet? The economy is exploding. You've all been, you've yeah. all been surviving on negative money for all this time. Yeah. I don't know, the the economics happen- of it's just, it's frustrating, right? Because yeah. you know, the, the big companies, a huge tax, like a 1% tax, you know, like hike on them. It's not a it's not a huge scathing thing, you know, where one it but yet it's a large amount of money, you know, and it's really helpful. Like if we were to raise like taxes on the rich like three percent, it doesn't really hurt them that much, but it makes a pretty good impact on the you know, the the economy and the society that we're in, right? Whereas because with we the all little have to spend it. Right. But I mean you put the tax on the little people, it makes it more difficult, you know. So I don't understand that mentality but it's again it's follow the money you know th- those big companies are the ones that are funding campaigns and you know helping uh the economy move so it just seems like there's i i i guess i'm just always confused like where all the money just goes mm-hmm. like it has to be going somewhere it has to be sitting somewhere yeah. and uh you know you look at baseball and football these contracts they've gotten or the nba we just saw that what two seasons ago was it when they, or was it just last year that they had that explosion uh, last year Last year is when they had the all max contract. Oh yeah, yeah. when the contracts went way everybody up. to Football too, million. right? Didn't football? football? Football's coming up. Um, 2020. 2020, yeah. 2021. The CBA is up, and they have to renegotiate that. And so there's one. There's like one uncapped season or something, isn't there? Something, something along those lines. Yeah. But you know the one thing that's really crazy, and this is something that I've had to discuss with my bosses a lot, is businesses are so non-committal now that it costs other companies a ton of money in capital because let's say we want to start we have a new client that wants to start with us right and they want us we're gonna have to employ probably between uh five and ten people to cover the work right but you don't have room for them right so we have to to get a new place or get an extra place right so that's going to cost a lot of money overhead but what's worse than that is a lot of clients you'll talk to them okay we want to start on october 15th okay good deal we're going to hire somebody on the 5th we'll have them all trained up and ready to go on the 15th well, then on the 13th, you talk to the client, and they go, you know what, we're not done with this marketing piece, and we're not done with this one other thing, and this other thing that we send out to places, we're going to delay it for a week and a half. Well, okay, well, if we don't pay this person, we're going to lose this person, and it's not easy to find good people, so we're going to have to, we're going to find something for this person to do and pay them. Then, you know, the week and a half goes by, now you're ready to go, you know what, there was a delay at the printer again. It's going to be another week. Well, okay. Well, we're going to pay this person for another week. So now, now we're shouldering the cost for three and a half weeks of an employee who they're not paying for. Same thing happens with overhead. You want to start this new, you know, sign a new deal? Uh, so that's, that's all, that was my whole point. The margins are tight in a small company. Sure. You know? They are. Yeah. So it, it does. It makes it really difficult to, to thrive out there, you know, if you don't aren't running a tight ship, you know, and you're keeping your costs down. Yeah. There's a very slim margin there. You make a mistake, you're going to lose money that month, you yeah. know? And 
you know, people make mistakes. <laughs> so yeah, it's just thin razor thin margins. And yeah, it's unfortunate that the big companies are the ones that get the big tax breaks all the time. It just doesn't make sense to me, but uh, I mean, it makes sense from a standpoint that that's how the world works, but. Well, I mean, it makes sense in a lot of ways, right? Because when you reduce taxes and regulations, things like that, you make it easier on a business and they're going to be more free to spending money. And when companies are more free to spend money, then everybody's going to do a little bit better. Well, yeah, that's, that was, and that was, my the other half of my point is that drives the economy and what gets someone elected right is that the economy is usually the indicator of who gets elected it's the only thing that matters yeah it's the only thing that matters you're yeah. right anymore yeah. so uh, again follow the money with the politics involved in this one and boy which is why yeah. i why we don't begrudge any of these players that say i want to change teams or i'm going to hold out you know why because they're like you know what if i don't do this i will get screwed yeah i will because i will you, never either hold you a... screw somebody else or you're getting screwed yeah, you that's how it works now. Yeah, as a player, you got to be able to go out and get the best deal you can. You know, I'll never you know, bag on a guy for trying to get more money. Now, how they tr- how they go about trying to get it, like sure. <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell. Um, <laughs> well, I I'll think back to Frank Thomas. You remember this? Frank Thomas said he was an insult that he was playing for whatever his contract was because I think it was Albert Bell had just been signed to that huge new deal. Sounds about like, right, yeah. It's like, well, you got you just signed your deal last year. Just because your agent wasn't good enough to negotiate you the right contract doesn't mean that you should be insulted. You should fire your agent, and your next time you make a contract, you better sign the right one. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, little people like us, you know, now we don't, not the three of us necessarily, but a lot of people get turned off on that, right? Because they're like, well, so you guys are all complaining about making, you know, $12 million instead of $14 million. Well, yeah, but God, you just want your, what your market value is worth. No, you no, know? I, I understand. I'm just saying that a lot of people who don't make much money are like, I don't want to hear about the tr- trouble between a billionaire and a millionaire. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and I, I understand that, but it's like, it's, well, yeah, but you've got to fight for what you want. Otherwise, I mean, think how baseball used to be. Players used to get paid in the thousands of dollars, yeah, and the owners were making millions. They were never, yeah. Things are way better for players now than they ever were. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Far. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the MLB that union might be the strongest union in the world. World, yeah. Well, you think so, about remember when when it was the they're actually talking, we're talking collusion or not not uh, not collusion uh, co- uh, coercion. No, no, where they were going to shut down two teams. Um, they were gonna, the Twins and the Oh, the detraction, the uh, retraction. They were going to do a retraction. Yeah, but there was... Right, where they were going to get rid of, like, the Twins and the Royals or something like that? Yeah, they were just going to... Yeah, it was a retraction. Pretty sure retraction was the terminology. Yeah, so they were going to dissolve two Mm -hmm. teams. Mm -hmm. And the biggest argument they... And the the argument they were having when they then went into the strike against the players in 93-94 was that most MLB teams were losing money because of the contract was what their claim was. Right. But then when the players union said, well, then let's see your books and see who's losing money. Not one club was even not, not even a financial overview sheet and just saying total profit and total loss. They wouldn't even do that because they knew that, that they would be exposed, that they were lying, you know? And so it's just, it's funny that, you know, you'll never get what you want if you don't ask for it. And I've, I've had fun with that with some people that I work with currently who are annoyed about their pay. It's like, I see, how much did you ask for in your raise? Well, I'm not going to ask for a raise. Well, then why would you get one? Why would anybody ever say, you know what? I just want to give you more money. I just want to give you more props. That doesn't happen. No one does that. No. 
the I mean, you see some companies that have reviews, you know, like they'll do like quarterly reviews or biannual reviews or yearly reviews, sure. you know, but that doesn't always indicate more money. You know, it was just, it's a review of your performance. Now, some of, you know, some companies do have that tied directly to compensation. Like here, you, you know, your goals this past year were this, this, and this, you were able to accomplish all of them and you will get your maximum of 3%, you know, or right. whatever. Right. But you don't see that very much, you know? So you think about how that bleeds over into the current Broncos situation, mm-hmm. which I'm very worried about the Broncos, not just, you know, the sports franchise, obviously, but how this could impact them over the next three to four years. And you have this kind of chaos. Oh, with on the, the ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you start having that problem where people don't want to spend the money or you can't spend big money because it's like, well, we don't know who's going to be owning this thing. And so we can't let the assets get depleted. And from what I, from what I know, and please correct me if you guys know differently or, or if you know more about it than me, but that the brother of Pat Bowen, is it Bowen or Bowden? It's Bowen, right? Bowen. Bo- it's Bolin. 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 Okay. B-O-W-L-E-N, I believe. Okay. Bolin. Thank you. So his brother is now challenging in court or suing to challenge the three-man or the three three-person trustee, right? Is that how it goes? It's a three-person trust, trust board? Trust group, yep. And saying that they're not doing... In he's trying to get him removed. Yeah, he's trying to get him removed. Now, I know that power. one of Pat Boland's daughters wants control, and they've said that she's not ready yet. So I don't know if his brother's doing this to... Well, I think two of the daughters now have come out and said they want it. Oh, I, probably all the kids have probably said it. I, I just know that that one came out last year saying that she was trying to take it, Beth, and they said, I you're not ready. Right. Beth yeah. was the one that wanted it, and I think Brittany just came out recently and said she wants it. Okay. And why wouldn't you want it, right? Because yeah. you know how valuable it's going to be. I don't know why they don't just say, well, you each get an equal ownership stake, and then you let somebody else run it, you know? But So, so was it – remind me, because I, I can't remember if it was Patrick Bolin or John Bolin that wanted to – Bill. Well, Bill. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Bill. And now, so my understanding of it is Bill actually used to be a part owner of the team and then sold his shares. Now, I don't know if he sold them back to his brother or if he sold them to somebody else or what. Uh, so he is not, like, and, you know, connected you, to the team at all And anymore. if you did that, like, more than 10 years ago, oh. right, you're probably kicking yourself because the last 10 years of the explosion of oh, the contract. Oh, sure, which I'm sure he did, you know. <laughs> oh, Bill, Bill Bowen is his brother. Yes, yeah, his brother. Yes, and that's he's, the one that's trying to dissolve. Yeah, and he's the, the one that, that filed the lawsuit. Right, yes. right, okay. Because I have all the children up here. Because I, I remember um, when I was covering the Outlaws. Yes, two years so, ago, there was talks uh, amongst people up, up top in the I, press. I office. believe Beth is the oldest. Um, I'm not sure how this is listed. I know he has five daughters and two sons. Yeah, but I, I think Beth and Brittany are the two that seem to be the ones that want to be. But I think Brittany's still in her twenties. It's it's not giving me an okay, age. Okay, well. It, so. Anyway, I mean, I should, it is. It's kind of a shit show that they've really kind of blown up the media. It's kind right. of gotten a little ugly. You know, I think Joe Ellis, from a football standpoint, has done a really good job running the Broncos. I mean, they've yes. won, they've they won a Super Bowl right yeah. in the last few years. You know, Elway's done his thing. Um, from a from a franchise standpoint, I would. I mean, it's got to be one of the more successful franchises, not only financially, but competitively on the field. Yeah, it, I mean, it is one of the more. Uh, they just got outdone. Um, and this, I, I, there's, a, there's inklings and rumors that people have been whispering around Denver here and there about 
um, Invesco, we're well, not Invesco, uh, Bronco Stadium, Stadium at Mile, mile High, <laughs> because of um, Kroenke building the new stadium in L.A. that the Rams have now moved above uh, the Broncos in value as a franchise, mm-hmm. and that no one in the Bolin family likes that. And there might be plans for something that I can't digress into mm-hmm. um, off in the horizon in the next couple of years. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder where they'll build it. <laughs> and there's there's a pretty um, interesting site that I heard, and it makes a lot of heck of a lot of sense. Di like out by Dia. I, I'm not gonna say. Cause I don't want to dive. You'll you have know, to tell me off yeah, the air. I'll, yeah, I'll say it off air, okay. but <laughs> well, I, hope, I hope not out in Dia because who wants to drive out to Kansas? For, I know, you know something else. I mean, <laughs> that downtown location is nice. Well, uh, guys. Let's get back into the trivia yeah, question here. Yeah, we got some trivia the hour. Uh, Mark, I've got one for you uh, on your trivia question. I, I'm going to guess the ones. Uh, Wait, what's the question? All right, Mark, go ahead with your trivia question first, because there's a name that right away came to the top of my head because he's right around our age. Okay, so Alex Cora has yeah. a chance to become a rookie manager to win the World Series. There have been others that have done this. How many, who were they, what teams, and what years? Okay. I mean, it's got to be just a handful of guys. So I, mean, I, I know there's I probably a couple a long time four. ago. I would say it's probably three, four, maybe five. So that's how many guys, I think. Okay. So, One guy that comes to mind for me. It, it, it is four. Oh, it is four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, one, just because I'm a Twins fan, I think Tom Kelly might have been a rookie manager in 1987 when they won the World Series. That that would be one of my answers. I'll tell you what, that's I could see that. I could see that. I don't know enough about the Twins in 87. Um, and then the other one, no. that's not one of them? Okay. <laughs> the other, my other guess is, uh, who is the guy that ran? Girardi. But well, he oh, wasn't Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. He wasn't a rookie though. Technically, he had already done the Marlins, right? I believe so. Was he a coach of the Marlins? I think I he, can't remember. I, I don't remember I mean, anymore. I don't think he. Won, I don't think the Yankees won at the. First well, you year know he if there. he's in. He, you, right, he's not in there. Okay, so it's not him. Okay. He may, I think he won the second year. He was with the Yankees. Okay. Okay, so I'm thinking of a guy that is right around our age. I think he's about a. He's just about my age, and he's just a little bit older than you two. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was before 2010. The guy from the Diamondbacks, Hinch. I don't think something? he's our no, age. No, AJ Hinch is oh. our age. Yeah, but he wasn't a manager. He wasn't a manager when, okay. when they won it with Randy Johnson and Chris yeah. Killing. No, you've got the right team. Okay, okay, but you don't have the right manager. Okay. Oh, was it? Was it AJ Hinch? No, he it, 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 it wasn't AJ Hinch, but I know AJ Hinch was right he's around the our Houston age. Houston manager I, now, isn't he? Is that who the Houston manager is? Uh, I think. He might be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the, I'll give you a hint. This okay. guy was a catcher during his career before he became a coach or manager. Oh, it's not catcher. Brad Osmus. And again, this was for the, for that Diamondbacks team that won in 2001. Yeah. Matt Williams? No. Well, he was still playing back That's then. That's right. All right. I think he was still playing back he then. He was, probably. Boy, um, but he did, become, he did become a manager. Was it a manager of them? Because I know Kirk Gibson was a manager for the Diamondbacks for a while. I can't yeah. remember if Matt Williams was there or if he was somewhere else. I always liked Matt Williams because I thought he was going to break Roger Maris's record the year of the strike. Yeah. He and, and Kevin Mitchell almost Kevin did it one Mitchell. year too. Remember? Uh, yeah, he hit forty. Well, he only hit forty-seven. Yeah, but he had a huge. But he had like thirty something in oh, the first the half. Yeah. 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 Oof. Oh, boy. So I'll give you one other hint. He was a giant as a player. Oof. Giants catcher. 
Now, that would tip me off because I grew up in California. Because you grew up, yeah. Oh, Kennedy? No. It wasn't Ken- Terry Kennedy? Oh, if, uh, he was a catcher for the Giants. Yeah, okay. but that wasn't him. Um, that's all I can think Good of. Memory, about, though. Yeah, I, uh, Giants catcher. That's a pretty, yeah, that's a... I I can't name a Giants catcher back. All right, his first name Rick, is the same as the name of the ballpark used to be. Rick Roden? No, not Rick Roden. He was a pitcher. So what did the Arizona ballpark used to be called? Chase Field. Before that. Before Chase. When uh, it opened. First Bank or, no. or U.S. No. Bank? No. Or... You're in the right. Is it is a bank? It's a bank. It's uh. It, it Morgan. Was the, it was the Bank One ballpark. Oh, bank, bank One. Bob. Bob. Uh, okay. So it's Bob. Apodaca? I don't know. Bob Brenly. Bro- oh, Bob, Bob Brenly. Brenly. All right, all right. So that was the, that's the most recent one. There's three others. Oof. If you are... guys know any of these, I'll be shocked. We have to be going way back. Uh, was one of them Sparky Anderson? No. Was so one of six, them... 1961, 1946, and 1921. Oh, good God. Wow. Eddie Stanky? No, but... He... I thought I thought you named one that's close that's close to the name, but that's, well, wrong, different last name. Huh, Eddie. So there's an, there's an Eddie. Hmm. I, Eddie Seacott, Eddie Stanky are the only Eddies I know. I, I'm Eddie not good with managers uh, back that long ago. Eddie, Eddie Dyer of the 1946 oh, Cardinals. No clue who that is. Bucky Harris. Oh, Bucky Harris. Of the okay. 1924 Washington Senators. Okay, yeah, I know who Bucky Harris is. And 1961 Yankees. I was shocked that there was a Yankees manager that I'd never even heard of. <laughs> I think I'm saying Ralph Houck. Huh. H-O-U-K. Never heard of never him. Never heard of him. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, that's a hard question. Yeah. How, how, how many years did he manage? Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Who knows? But, I mean, that was a big Well, year. he won a World Series. Yeah. He probably parlayed that into something. I was going to say, 1961, that was the year of Roger Maris and yeah. Mickey Mantle and but hey, your boy Mickey Mantle. That was right around. That was getting. That wasn't long after his rookie year. Mickey Mantle. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All right. So JP. Okay. Yours? So so obviously last night was the longest game in World Series history, time wise and inning wise. So what is the second longest time wise and inning wise game? So there is uh, one game that came in um, at the second longest time, and there's three games that all went the same amount of innings. It. Now, I'm just throwing this out there, and probably not the answer, but was the longest time game the Astros and Dodgers in game four last year? No, but that's not a bad guess. You have to okay. go back a little bit further. Okay. The not, not, not too much, though. It wasn't the Cubs World Series? Nope. You have to go back into the mid-2000s. Okay. So think about the mid-2000s. There's a team that hasn't done crap, and, the, <laughs> and, and another team was in another league. Oh, so the no, those are the Brewers, Houston, uh, Houston. Okay, yep, that's half of it. So Houston was in the World Series with Bagwell and Biggio against. Who did they play against? They played against. That was when they had Randy Johnson, Detroit. right? Detroit. They had Randy Johnson that one year. You're 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 in you're uh, in the same area. Just yeah. think about another team that's been bad for a long time. Man, it wasn't the Royals. Chicago White Sox. Oh, yeah, yeah. The White that Sox. that game went five hours and forty one minutes. And wow. now, innings-wise... Wow, that's the second longest? Holy yes. cow. <laughs> Dang, it's almost two, two hours, hours longer. Yeah. Oh, wow. So now, give me the longest... Uh, and like I said, there's three games that... 16 went, innings. You're close, but no. Hmm. 15. Go one more low. 14. <laughs> 14. Okay. 
So two of them were fairly recently, hence the answer from one of your previous you just said. Cubs? Uh, no. No, the, 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 the White Sox. And the Astros. That's, oh. one, that's one of them. Okay. They won 14 innings. Okay, got it. Okay. The other one, you were, uh, you were kind of really close. Think real recently. Okay. But not within the last two years. This team had one real good shot. Hmm. And this other team has this fallen off the face of the earth. Detroit? Nope. No. Kansas City? There you go. Name who they played. The Phillies? Mm-mm. Who the hell did Kansas City play those two years? The Giants? Giants. And uh, somebody else. Think about the other team. St. Louis? Mm-mm. No. Remember, they fell flat off the face of the earth. Phillies? Nope, we already said that. Um, oh, the Mets. The Mets, yep. The Mets. They lost 5-4. That was 2015, and the one you're never in a million years going to get. <laughs> in 1916, the Brooklyn Robins beat the Red Sox 2-1 in 14 uh, see, innings. That was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh, I know yeah. it was. Why did I you know cut me was. Off? I know it was. Well, you guys are getting some good questions lately. <laughs> uh, I, was it last week? We sat there and talked about the answers for quite a while as well. I Some good questions, guys. Good Good work. Yeah, what was your question last week? Uh, it was, um, oh, uh, we obviously the Yankees have made the most World Series appearances. Who was the second uh, AL oh, team? Oh, no, it was, the, it was Boston. Boston was oh, Boston was 13th. It's 13th o- appearance. Oakland was the next, and the it, AL. It, the, the A's, oh, yeah. yeah, it was the A's, and then they had to figure out uh, how many in Oakland, how many in Philly, because remember, they had right. a lot of good runs in Philly, because that's why I was, I was yeah. always an A's fan when they moved to Oakland. Well, I they still, were, I they were also in uh, – what other city were they? Kansas City. Uh, they Kansas City. I think that was the first yeah. place they okay. started out. So you were talking about the money thing earlier in the show, right? Mm-hmm. So here's an example. Two things happened like to me this week, right? First of all, was Comcast, right? So Xfinity. Uh, I got. To, I decided to to get the streaming service, the most basic one that just has like the networks and a couple of other mm-hmm. channels on a streaming service because I couldn't get that through Sling TV. And by adding that to my internet, I actually reduced my bill. So from being like $65 down to $49 mm. took one month, but then they bump it up to about 70 and I'm like, Whoa, what happened? And they're just trying to tell me, Oh, your deal expired. I'm like, I signed it. I just upped a two year deal on that streaming service. How could it possibly have gone expired and gone up in one month? And there's, I'm still arguing with them about that. Cause I'm like, well, then I'll just cancel it. I don't care. I don't need those four channels. I was just, I just wanted to have the networks, which is actually nice for the world series. Well, yeah. Um, so then, but then this is from Sprint, you know, we have our phones through. So now they the second month in a row now, oh, your bill is ready, $195. It's like, no, it's $171. We did a two-year contract. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, the same thing, they're going to tell me the same thing they did last time. We're going to argue like with like an hour before they finally take it off, which is they'll be like, oh, well, you changed phones or that phone's not covered by this or the plane doesn't cover this. And you're like, but then why was it covered for the first six months? Mm-hmm. Now, and, you, you guys did a plan all together with Joanna, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's what I did with my my whole family. I put them on a, mm-hmm. a family plan <laughs> yeah. to get it lower. Yeah, but it's so just amazing. A company will try every it, yeah. month. Oh yeah, yeah, every month. That's why I can't stand it when people act like businesses are so noble. We have to love business. It's like business is there to steal your money if in any way <laughs> they can find out how to. Yeah. And if they all do it at the same time, then you don't have any competitors to choose with, and then therefore it re- destroys the capital system. Correct. You know? Correct. I just think it's amazing. Like in one week, and I'm going to do this again now. I'm going to have to waste three hours today on the phone, 
saying, how come I don't get deal we agreed to? But if I back out of your deal, I'll get charged $300 or whatever the hell you're going to yeah. charge me for <laughs> violating the deal. You should ask him. Yeah. After you've done all the work and got everything where it needs to be, you should ask him. <laughs> oh, I, I now tell them that I, I always tell them now, I'm like, you're being recorded. Mm-hmm. I've got you plugged into my soundboard as I'm doing this, and I'm recording your conversation. Because somehow – when you want to tell me that I agreed to something that I'm trying to get out of, you can find for me that, that audio oh, yeah. clip in three seconds. Yep. But when I ask you to find the last conversation I had with you about fixing a deal, oh, those, that got purged. We needed the room. Oh, oh that one got purged. Yeah, oh, right. oh, <laughs> yeah. got you. Yeah. That's why it just cracks me up when everybody acts like businesses are ethical. It's like yeah. this is why businesses should not be a person. Should not be considered as a citizen because if you don't know this about um, about Cor- generic drugs, oh. so generic drugs, right? There was a law that was passed that said, as a civilian or as a citizen, if you feel like and a generic is coming onto the market that's going to cause damage to pricing, right, and cause a gouging of pricing, you can file a lawsuit to say that they can't they can't produce that generic for two years, so the price will stay covered under insurance that you have, right? But because of the technicality of the idiot Supreme Court decision that said that corporations are people, now a corporation is allowed to file that lawsuit. So a big-time business that's multinational corporation with billions of dollars in retainers for their lawyers can now file a lawsuit that was meant for single individual citizens. So that they can release something and gouge you on pricing, right? It is or amazing stop, or how it's stop done. somebody else from making something or, or, that could or, be a competitor, right? Right, or stop something that's going to yeah. drop the price of their product. Yeah, absolutely. It is wow. amazing how little people know how government actually works and how contracts What's actually work. What's the reason? Work. Like, what? How did that pass any kind of logical vote? Well, well, I can't answer that without sounding really partisan. But, <laughs> but just put it this way: you elect certain people, and those—that's a whole other I mean, show. Law, yeah. Laws are all passed by by Congress, and people don't think about when they vote for, you know, their congressman, whether they get all into the partisan and the hyper, you know, um, you know, I'm a liberal, I'm a conservative, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, whatever it is, they get all hyper on it, and so they just are. Oh no, no I'm going with my side. My side. It's like, stop worrying about your side. Start looking at who you voted for and what they passed and what they introduced for legislation because it affects sports too. When I was in New Jersey and I wanted to throw a bet on the game, guess what happened when I brought up Bovada? Hmm. We cannot do this in your current location (laughs) because I was in New Jersey. And who is the first state that passed the law based on the new SCOTUS decision to allow sports gambling? New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> Don't think for a second that this is all not connected. You know, it's like the, who you vote for does matter. You need to vote for people who actually put people first and not companies. And that is not what we have done for a long time. It is why baseball makes so much money. It's why football makes so much money. I mean, you've got baseball or uh, excuse me, television and radio, billion dollars in contracts, like hundreds of billions of dollars in contracts, even close to a trillion, right? The last yeah. one was close to a trillion. Yeah, it's multiple millions for sure. Tens of billions. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't if it doesn't seem odd to you that a single company has over a billion dollars to offer and most people are struggling to get by, then you don't realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's plenty of money out there for us all to be unbelievably happy. It's just that no one wants us to be able to have access to it. Well, right. We're gonna have to get Mark his own political podcast yeah. <laughs> i'll just end up getting too angry no you're good man you're, you're good uh so 
Where are we at, fellas? Do you want to? Uh... We should probably move into the NFL. Yeah, yeah, move into the NFL. Uh, kind of what's happening. I right? already have my picks in on the website, and none of the games are the early games, so oh, yeah, they, can, they can wait. Ah. Um, well, so, so, what is your one pick? Though? The one pick I'm going to go with today. We have a couple really weird. Obviously, today's the largest outdoor cocktail party in the world: Georgia versus Florida in Jacksonville. Annual tradition, first time since since 2008. It's been. Uh, battle amongst top why, 10 teams. Why do you call it that? It's been called that for generations. Really? The largest cocktail. It's right on the river. They all bring their boats <laughs> in. They tailgate. They party. <laughs> they split the stadium right down the middle. Half of it's black and red. Half of it's orange and blue. And uh, it's the largest no cocktail kidding. party in the world. Outdoor right. cocktail party in the world. And uh, wow. that is down to a one-point spread. Um but, uh, you know, my absolute lock of the week, because there's a lot of spreads down here, there's a lot of teams that aren't ranked that, like, uh, Mizzou is a, a seven-point favorite at home over number 12, Kentucky, right now, which is – Mizzou can score a lot of points. Mizzou is going to be – or, I'm sorry, Kentucky is going to be watching right now uh, the Georgia game, because Georgia goes to Kentucky in Lexington, Lexington next week, and we have Alabama, LSU, and LSU next week. Is Kentucky still doing well? Yes, they're not ranked 12, but they're a seven-point dog on the road today against Ooh. the Mizzou team that's four and Ouch. three. Um, the game I really like, the, the Oregon game – not yeah, the Oregon game – where they have to go down to Arizona to play. They are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Oregon coming off the Washington State loss up in Pullman last week in that cold weather. They're going to go down in a little bit more of the heat. I think it's going to be a blowout Oregon style. Or Oregon – Lost last week? Oregon lost. Washington State's on a three-game winning streak right now. Most people don't think they're going to get four. That's why Stanford's a three-point favorite at home, so, even though they're ranked 24th, and uh, Washington State is ranked 14th right now. I've got Washington State going on a, winning their fourth game in a row as the other uh, the, the technical upset, even though they're ranked higher. Stanford is favored at home. I like Washington State and Mike Leach to put up the points and go ahead and beat them out. What's the current spread on that one? Uh, the current spread right here it is. I just I pulled up all the current ones. So the Oregon uh, the Oregon or the Oregon spread right now. This game is a this game is a eight thirty tonight Mountain. So it's a late game. So right now the current spread is nine and a half points. Oregon is favored by Arizona is only two and three in the Pac-12, three and five overall. Not look good. They oh. got they got beat by BYU. Wait, they got wait, beat wait, wait, by wait. Wisconsin. I, I, I thought we, that we, was we Washington State. Games. Yeah. Two oh no, no, I, I did two games. The one I like the most is Oregon. Oregon's oh, going to cover that Oregon. spread. Okay. They're going to win by two touch over two touchdowns. And Oregon's nine and a half point favorite. Yeah, they're going to okay. win by over two okay. touchdowns. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. Now Oregon, you said they lost last week, so I knew they, they beat Washington two weeks ago. Yes, right? so but they, they, they lost. They went into Pullman, where the first time what's, ever what's Pullman. Pullman lost. That's why Washington State. That's where they're. Oh, they, so they beat the, Washington, then lost Washington, Washington State. State. Yeah, it's Washington State uh, was. Uh, they're on a three-game winning. Well, they're on, well, they're going to. They're on a three-game winning streak. They got a great quarterback up there. It was the first time college game day was came to that. There, there's a tradition on game day where the Washington State Cougar flag has made an appearance at every game day for the past 15 years, and they've never been to Pullman, Washington to do a game day. They did game day from there last last week, and Washington State pulled down the victory. Um, like the ESPN yeah, that's launch the, show? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't if I could if I could find it real quick, I could tell you what the final score of that was. Okay, so they beat Oregon 34-20 last week. So oh. it was a 14-point game. That spread, I think, had Oregon favored by three. Why? So why do you think it is that the home field advantage is so massive in college football? 
Uh, it's noise factors. Noise factors. Now, Pullman is only a, it's a very small stadium. Um, that was more, uh, Mike Leach throws the ball seven, it, the stat is 78% of the time Mike Leach throws the ball. So they're mm. going to put up points no matter what. Um, Oregon, I think was just, wasn't ready to handle that environment well, I, I up there. I don't and, just mean that game. I just mean, but it seems like it's, it often it's a that huge. a team that can unranked can be favored over a team that's ranked because they're considered so good at home. And I just am curious why that is. Uh, it, it, it's a combination of things. Like if, if you look like uh, I'm staying away from the Penn state game this week, but Penn state, they, they, they blew one against Michigan state and Purdue beat um, Ohio state last week. Purdue, who is not really beating anybody was, uh, they had a, a story on this, this, a kid with bone cancer. He finally actually went to school, made a couple classes. Now he's in, he's in really just falling, mm-hmm. falling, you know, he's in bad shape, but he actually got to made it to the game, gave the pep talk, was the honorary captain. And they went out and put a spanking on Ohio state and mm-hmm. Ohio state is now out of the, off the radar for anything um, <laughs> postseason. I mean, and they went 49 to 20. Yeah. Thought, um, Maybe that's just karma. Yeah, that it, it pretty much is. And a lot of people said Urban doesn't look like himself, and he doesn't. They, I don't think he's going to be there next year. Right. He, he just because that's how he looked well, at how, Florida. How do left. you focus on something like football when right. you're trying to focus on not being like shunned by society? Right. Right. So, so there's certain places now. Purdue doesn't have a home field advantage. You look at Wisconsin going into Northwestern. Northwestern's playing some tough ball with. Um, at home right now, and Wisconsin's only a three-point favorite. You know, um, gosh, and that seems like they just a... beat Nebraska, who has got their first win last week. Yeah, geez, Nebraska <laughs> finally wow. losing that quarterback that really did it for him, didn't it? Yeah, did they, did they that, that, well, they got rid of a couple other players too that they didn't want around the program anymore. That just had negative attitudes uh, in the off season. So mm-hmm. Scott Frost is really trying to bring in the right caliber player mm-hmm. that wants to play that type of ball. But you know, there's there are definitely like Death Valley next week. I'm, I can't wait to see what the point spread comes out because Alabama has to go to to Baton Rouge and uh, <laughs> to play LSU on a Saturday night. It's got to be a Saturday night game. I want to see what the point spread on that one's going to be because and that's LSU versus who? Alabama. Oh, one versus four. They both have all. I think Alabama has well, all. They I think used they to both have, have such all. great battles. Remember that? Yeah. Like the first yeah. year we had the show was when Fournette was still playing yeah. for LSU, and uh, I think uh, uh, the guy that was the backup for the uh, for the Bengals for a while, and then he went somewhere, and he, now he doesn't play. AJ McCarron. 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 Yeah. 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 AJ McCarron. Remember when they were playing each other and they yeah. had some great battles? Yeah, they did. That, that was like uh, the nine six game. That one oh, year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I remember the that national game. championship yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ninety six game. Right. But uh, yeah, we can't wait for that one next week. If Georgia takes care of Florida today, which I that's not a guarantee by any means. Florida's playing some damn good football right now. Well, last they week have, they played really well. They yeah. won last week, didn't they? Uh, Florida, yes. Yeah. Florida, or, I mean Georgia will have to go in after the loss to LSU. Georgia will have to go to Lexington and play Kentucky next week. So Kentucky can't be scoreboard watching today because that kid from Mizzou is a great quarterback. He'll put some points up. Well, it's going to tell you it's going to be a good weekend. It's a good weekend. You don't have the real the, the marquee matchups are early. That's why you know tonight it's Texas. Their quarterbacks all banged up. They're only a three point favorite on the road at Case or at Oklahoma State. That's, on a, that's one of the things that's nice about college football, I think, is that a lot of times it doesn't have to be the marquee matchups. It can just right. be teams that match up well against yep. each other to give you a nice game. The game I want to see, is it's, uh, it's going to be a late one. Now, CU kicks off at uh, 1 today. They're playing Oregon State. They should blow them out by finally 30. Yeah. It, it, should be, it should be – I don't even think there's a line on that game. I think it should be a blowout by over 30. I didn't see a line earlier. Is on there it. any chance that CU can get back to being ranked at all, like even 25th, if they win uh, out? 
it'd be really, really hard. Just because no the, well, the, well, the Pac-12 is just beating up on each other. How many losses do they have? They have two. two straight now. Yeah. Against USC and, and Washington. Washington. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's and that USC game they were sure in that thing. They for don't a play while, Oregon, do they? I don't believe so this year. Okay. Yeah. Who I don't do you think, think is going to be in the Pac-12 championship now? Well, it's looking like Washington and it's going to be it's, well. USC starting her third string quarterback today. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be Stanford versus the winner of Washington State, Washington. Fuck, but if Stanford loses one more game, they're out of it. Now you look at that, and it's just like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, the, Pac, a... the Pac-12 was just beating up on each other to is, round robin. Is, is UCLA yeah. terrible this year? Yeah, but they, uh, they, actually, they actually won a game where they were supposed to lose, but he won, Chip Kelly did pull out a victory. So this is the other, the, the one last point I'm going to make in all this is Notre Dame, when it comes down to it, beginning of the season looked like they had a very quality schedule the only quality win right now and this could go out the the crapper too mm-hmm. is notre dame um the loss to notre dame or notre dame they they beat michigan but michigan still has to play ohio state they still have to play um wisconsin then they would still have to go through the big 10 championship mm-hmm. so that win might be look like garbage because their virginia tech win oh, looks like garbage wow. now all the teams that were ranked that they played yeah, look virginia like garbage tech just tumbled didn't yeah they? they're hard they, they got they got blown up last week. Yeah, they just—it's t- been a weird year. Man. Yeah, like it's, it's just the stalwarts, right? That seem to stick in it, like the Clemson and Alabama, mm-hmm. and you know. And Clemson you know. handled their business. NC State was undefeated. I, I, the only question I had going into that game, could Clemson cover the point spread, which I believe it was seventeen and a half, and they they went ahead and did. I think they won thirty-nine to seven or something like that. Mm. It's almost at the point now where, as much as you know, I mean, I like Nick Saban and what he's done, and I like the fact that he, you know, he's focused and is never you know pompous or anything like that. But boy, I feel like you feel like you need to have Alabama needs to have a tumble at some point here. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Tua Tagliova's uh, brother, Leah Tagliova, was on high school football last night for Thompson High School. He brought his team back. I'm not sure if they won or not. They were down 28 nothing in the second quarter, and he ended up bringing his team back. He's a sophomore, I think, at uh, Thompson High School in Alabama. <laughs> I, so I'm, I guess I'm lost on the on the on the connection. It's his brother. His brother, they had uh, ESPN features a Friday night high school game um, from across the country of, oh, of some of the most. Are we thinking that he's gonna, is he going to go to Alabama? I, I would have lead, I'd say he probably will. He's uh, he's a right-handed guy. He's he's got all the athletic talent. It looks like, and uh, he was down uh, twenty-eight nothing. I kind of turned the game off, and I heard this morning they came back. And I there was a <laughs> there was a picture of Tua talking to uh, Ed Oregon. Uh, the LSU head coach on the sidelines because he's there recruiting players. And it's just like, uh, ain't going to be talking next week. <laughs> Man. So, but yeah, I'm looking at Oregon in a, in a, in an over a two touchdown uh, win tonight. That's the lock of the week. Okay. The other games cool. are a little bit. That's where my money is. They're close. You've been pretty, you've been pretty good on your, I'm, on your big. Picks, I'm rolling, so. dude. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going a hundred bucks I on mean, Oregon. I, I tell you, I like the Washington state game, but like Paul Feinbaum said this morning, can you trust Mike Leach to win four in a row? I don't know. I'm looking at the other games. I I could see Kentucky saying, you know what? We got to win against Mizzou because we want Georgia if they win, because now we already beat Florida. We want that because the last 13 um, SEC East champions have either been Georgia or Florida. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's the only one right now that can actually take that out of their hands because they, if have, it, to if it, they have to win out. They have yeah. to beat Georgia next week. Yeah. That's a hard task. Wow. Man, that's a lot but to wrap your head around. It, it, it is, it, it but, really is. You know, thankfully, 
they're in a position to even have the chance. So yep. that says a lot about the Kentucky program it and is. where they've come, right? Oh, oh yeah. Way who, right and now. who's running that, JP? Who's the coach there? Oh, that's a good question. Who is the co- I don't remember who the coach well, actually is. Let's just say the AD and the coach have done a fantastic they've done a fan, job. They've done a fantastic job. I mean, that, the, the win against Florida was the first I mean, time they beat them in 31 bas- years. That's been a basketball yeah. school for as long My as – My lifetime. Yeah. I don't remember them ever yeah. being. In, so, yeah. Same thing with yeah. how Duke kind of, kind of became a, a decent football team. Yeah, they've yeah. Had a, they had a decent, decent football team last year and the year before. They have a really good coach down there. The name is a, a Cutter. I'm not sure. It might be that. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he's a really – I thought really, it was Dirk he, Cutter. It might be Dirk Cutter. That, yeah. sounds, that sounds about right. Because I think Peyton Manning and him mm-hmm. were buddies. And Manning, he's a real hard-nosed coach. Yeah, Manning he, used to he, go he, down there and work out yeah. after his neck surgery. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, he, gave, he gave those dookies yep. some uh, toughness on yeah. the football on the football team. Yep. Yep. So, but that's, you know, the college corner there. You know, like I said, I do like that Oregon game. I like them in a big win tonight. How about yeah. the Hoosiers? How are they still doing? They had a great start. To Boy, the I tell you what, they're just kind of falling apart. Yeah, uh, they okay. they held Penn State though. Penn State only beat them by uh, b- b- five last week. Um, it was a fun game to watch. I got to tell you, I watched that one. I was eating. My, I just remember. I, I had like, my favorite Salvatore's pizza from back east down in Forks nice, Township. Nice. You know, old school style. And I, I remember watching the game, and it was just you know they played a good game, but then they got. I, I, they have somebody today. That I think is going to going to roll. I don't. That's not on here because I, it's only top twenty five games. I just remember that uh, like both they and, they and CU were I think five and zero oh at one point, and it was kind of exciting because it was like, hey, you know, two two schools I really yeah. like that aren't usually that competitive. You know, we're kind of we're making a well, statement. Well, the thing is, the chief eventually rises to the uh, to the top. Yeah, or, or the wheat. Well, I, I like Purdue. Yes. Purdue the, finally the got cream. actual lights at their stadium, so they can play night games. That was the first actual real night game because it was their light, not rental lights. Uh huh. And um, you know, they showed up against Ohio State and they caught them. They caught them big. They could do no wrong in that game. And so who who do they play today? Purdue. Uh, Purdue. No, no, oh, Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State is actually off today. Okay. I think this is their bye week. You remember when it was a big deal when the Chicago Cubs got lights at their stadium? Oh, I remember that. You remember that? that yeah, was, that was the whole thing about well, we can't put any lights in the eighties or the nineties. Oh, no, it was nineties. It was nineties. Late nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, like nineties. That was after the strike, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think I think it was late nineties. Yeah, like, wow. maybe, like maybe when when Sammy Sosa was was, yeah. was a star. Yeah, their first night game. That's crazy that we're that old. Yeah, yeah like like <laughs> I mean, but I don't even remember what the big deal was. But for the longest time, they weren't allowed to put lights up for some reason. Well, well, they're probably city ordinance. Well, it's or it's just like Fenway. They're built right in a residential area, basically. Right. So you'd be, <laughs> just be like late at night. You'd be just yeah. super bright all the and, time. And that was always the big thing. And loud. You know. You know. Think about think about way back in like the 1920s. Yeah. It was everyone took off of work and went to the ball game. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they really did. I or mean, they, you saw guys in business suits and ties and their derby on. The bowler hat. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'd go to the, like the the Yankees they used to have, or I, I think it was the Yankees, and also in, in Brooklyn where they used to have like everyone would gather at lunchtime in like the town square, mm-hmm. and they'd have a massive scoreboard where they would like put up signs or yeah. or put placards on things to show what was yeah. going on in the game. And that's when the paper came out multiple times too in the day. So you know, that's you, wild you, too. you'd yeah. have it in the morning, then you have the late paper. <laughs> that must have been wild. They have to write your whole write your stories for twice a day. <laughs> and then have you, you earned your keep now, back then. I tell you what, what's weird now is when you read uh, articles on the internet um, from any kind of news services or from the blogs and things like that. How many spelling errors there are? Oh Jesus! All the time. I see them and everywhere. You're like, you're like, so obviously there aren't editors anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> they can't pay them. Right? I I see them <laughs> all over the them. place. All over the place. I see them. But it is funny because like you read a sports article and you're like. 
you're like, whoa, there's a big time error. That doesn't like that's glaring. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's just that stuff that like, like if I write a report for work, I send it to one of my like you know people in the back office. I say, please just read it for me real quick Mm -hmm. because you can't critiquing your own stuff is so hard. Oh, it is. I do have to say I love that app Grammarly. I've installed that now on everything that I do because my biggest errors are um, if is it. And those four letters or words, I constantly mm-hmm. interchange the letters because F and S are right next to each other on the keyboard. And yeah. so is T and, and uh, T and F are also right next to each other. So it's just weird because what, you end up. What, what did I tell you this morning? I, 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 I said I was supposed to say cool, but I said coot. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, on cell phones, I understand it a lot more because you can fat finger, right? My fingers are all freaking cute, I got little so, stubby fat ones. Yeah, it's the same As problem. Stubby fat fingers. Yeah. So, you little know, it's easy to hit the two. Weenies. You know, it's easy to. <laughs> <laughs> I still like miss when you used to have the uh, the envy when you could slide down the keyboard and you could have a manual keyboard to use. I love that because you could, oh, you could feel I, it. It was tactile. Yeah. You could, you, I, could, I could type fast. I held way. on as long as I could because the droid was supposed to come out with a droid 6 or something that had that keyboard and it never came out. Yeah, yeah another, those, another those keyboards that had the slide. Yeah, the, I had the slide. Those were, yeah. yeah, those were pretty good. I, I love that phone. Awesome. But then it was, you know, Apple with their stupid, you know, oh, it's got to yeah. be aesthetically pleasing and no buttons. I can't. I that's the one trend I don't like is that like everything is now supposed to be flat and have no, no nothing on it anywhere. Not just on phones, but like on buildings <laughs> and and everything. It's like, yeah. oh, man, what happened to having some character? In I know. You know, it was more. We lost fun. character. It was interesting. Character costs money. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Conformity is cheap. Let's be conformed. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's, let's get into a NFL ball here. Unless you have forget, another question let's, let's, about, uh, let's do Nate's pick. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, we got some stuff about the talk in the NFL. I mean, yeah, I'm no, right, let's Cooper's getting traded, but let's get these. I'll fire these off yeah. real quick. Uh, I, I hope everybody's been following us. I mean, just, just been really good guys. Yo, we four and O again last week. Yeah. So, uh, really killing it. I'll update the, uh, the page guys i'm sorry i haven't got to that but last week we had tennessee uh covering against san diego in england oh, that uh, still shocks me we had minnesota covering yeah. easily yes. against the Great jets game we had carolina actually winning outright what an amazing game that was a crazy game we'll talk about it i know i know i know you both have things to say about it so i, w- I want to we'll, bury my head in this thing. yeah we'll we'll talk about it Okay, and then the other one was the under in the New York Atlanta game that we hit on, yeah. on Monday night. So four and zero, we're rolling hot, man. Eleven and one in our last twelve. No uh, kidding. Yeah, man, I need to so, build all these instead of mine. Yeah, we're rolling hot. <laughs> all right, so going right into it, gentlemen. The first game, I'm sticking with the England theme here. Uh, I think Jacksonville shows up this week. I know everything points against it. Like they have like all rookies starting in the secondary. Yep. They have the quarterback is struggling. You know, their star running back is still hurting and out. You know, they're even their backup is hurting and playing and they had to, you know, make a trade for another guy. Yeah, I got Hyde start He's anyway. probably going to get in there and take some carries this week. So, I mean, it's just everything's <laughs> kind of in disarray for them. So, I think this is the week they come together as a team. The young guys are too dumb to to like make mistakes, if that makes sense, you know what I mean. Too, too dumb and young to be uh, intimidated. Exactly. Or, or as they say in porn, young, uh, dumb, and uh, uh, <clears throat> okay. So it's three and a half. So I've got them covering the three and a half. Oh, it I think they a lose a heartbreaker. I think it's close, but I do think they cover the three and a half. Okay. So uh, my next game is Kansas City and Denver. 
as much as I want to pick the Broncos here, <laughs> Kansas City at home is going to basically take out the the big uh, rubber paddle. What's the spread on this one? Ten. Ten, okay. And I think Kansas City wins going away by like 17. Oh, I think that they win by even more than that, which is why I took the Broncos. Yeah. Because I thought, boy, if there's one bet where the opposite bet, it's that that game. Yeah. That could be it. Well, we'll see. Uh, Vikes, I've got them again this week. I'm just going to roll that train. They're a one and a half point underdog to the Saints. Yeah, uh, and that's going to be probably the game of the week. That I is the game say, of the week, guys. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. A um, lot of offense, I have a feeling. And then finally, for the hundred dollar play, guys, we've got the Packers and the Rams with the fifty-seven over/under, and we are going to take the over in this one. And I know that's kind of the common sense bet here, but I think that's one of the situations where things are going to actually play out as planned. I think both teams, the Rams are going to get theirs no matter yeah, what. And that right. Green Bay defense just isn't that great. No. Uh, but you know how Aaron Rodgers is. The guy is just going to be competitive. Well, he's going to score a bunch a in the fourth quarter. He's, he's got a reason to play. This is the largest underdog spread he's ever been a part of. In oh, his is career. it really? It's nine and a half, right? Yes. That's wow. the largest spread as an underdog he's ever been a part of in his career. I wonder. They sure do look like they, they look like they're at the end of their run, don't yes. they? Yeah. Like, like they look like they're about to tumble into the being third or fourth for yeah. a couple of years. They just, their offensive line is terrible. Yeah. They, they cannot league. run the ball. No. You know, uh, he's they hurt. They haven't star running back in a long time, have they? No. They went through Ty Montgomery, Ryan Grant, and Eddie, they have Eddie Lazer. Amon Green, Green way back in the day. Eddie he, was, now, he was good. Amon yeah, Green was yeah, good. good. That was about the lot really yeah. – I mean, Lacey was good, but he was going. Lacey's the one that got overweight, right? I think Lacey had one or two yes, good years, yeah. and then he just went to. Garbage. I don't even know if he had one good year. I, he, I, I'll give him one good year. Yeah, he I'll might give him have had one. Rookie year was okay. I <laughs> With think. Green Bay, maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah he. Anyway, so I think that uh, that goes over, guys. That's the picks for the week. Uh, I, I mean, just rolling with the trends yeah, here, fellas. Hey, guys, throw your money out yeah. there. I mean, my gosh, if I'd been following this the last four weeks. Yeah. If I remember correctly, if you've been following us exactly, you're up over $1,000 in your in your bank right now. So, Jeez. Yep. Boy, yeah, next year, I'm just, well, of course, if I follow it next year, then it'll be a $200 winner. Hey, we won money last year, and we're winning money this yeah. year. So. I, you know, we, we take pride in these. That's and I know, what, that's why I know away. JP has certainly has a winning record over the last two years of doing this. So, oh, you know, yeah. if you guys are listening out there and have, you know, some comments, we'd love to hear them. Um, but yeah, make yeah, some money I, out there. You I know? agree. Call, give us a call. 929-477-3204. 929-477-3204. The best money you'll ever make is the illicit kind. So get those gambling <laughs> dollars out. You better believe it. <laughs> hide, hide it from the government, folks. Yeah, exactly. yep. yeah, make sure, yeah, make sure you use an offshore Cayman yeah, account. Bet less know. than five grand at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you that that coworker that we have, I won't name her on the air, but her uh, father-in-law threw $15,000 on the Broncos each of the last two weeks. No, the, not last week, but the two weeks before. And cool. I think he won both. I think they covered both weeks. They have, yeah. They, so, or did they two weeks ago? I don't well, think. Well, they, they covered the Chiefs game, and yeah. then they covered the game before that. The Rams so, game. Yeah, so yeah. he won both of those. Yep. So fifteen thousand dollars he threw on those. Ooh. I was like, if he's got fifteen thousand dollars to throw on a single game, why doesn't he give you guys a down payment for a house and yeah. loan it to you? Especially now <laughs> that he's winning. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the guy just made thirty grand. Apparently, <laughs> their main business is Jensen or ginseng root. 
is mm. they uh, they go up to Wisconsin and they pick ginseng. They, they yeah, they dig up ginseng 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 root. And I guess they make a Say fortune. Say it three times wow. fast, Mark. Ginseng, ginseng, ginseng. There you go. <laughs> they make a fortune, I guess. So I was like, well, we uh, all know what kind of ladies uh, Mark Ademus over there like. That's why you can say it fast three times. <laughs> ginseng, ginseng, ginseng. Uh, that should be our that should be our rallying cry. Uh, let's try, what, oh, I just pulled the cable out of my headset here yeah he got all excited over there yeah well we got we only got about 15 minutes left and there's kind of a lot going on in the nfl I there, know there wanted, is there is you guys wanted to cover do you want to jump into the eagles well, now, wanna... the, the eagles are up seven Here, here's the gist yeah let's do it Corey clement is coming off he's 100 percent now he just came out on record saying that he's been bothered obviously a guy went down with the acl darren sproles will be back this year but it won't be to the end of the year um, Wendell Smallwood is a good back, but he's not a workhorse back like Clement is. Like he's like you're... a poor man's Philip Lindsay. Exactly. Yep. Um, Clement is 100%. He is, he's like, there's no lingering effects from this. He's like, I'm ready to go. Do Staley as a running backs coach. I'm going to look for a big running game in London this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so look big for those. They had a 17 to nothing lead in the fourth quarter. Cam Newton goes down three straight drives and scores. I just, I, you know what's so funny was I bet on that game last week. And uh, oh, we we both ended up going three and zero in the in the morning, I think. And, and your uh, afternoon fell apart from what I read on the text. Uh, was, <laughs> you know what? I that's why I've got all my bets are already in because on the afternoons, I, for a few weeks now, I've killed myself because those I don't decide early. Right. And then all of a sudden, I find myself, you know, doing that thing where you should never do in gambling, which is look at the games and go, hmm, okay, I'm gonna take that one. Okay, I'm gonna take that one. You know, you need to like, you need to figure and study and look and, and you know. I'll tell you what, that was my hardest part today because of the games. There's so many one point spreads out there against teams unranked and ranked. This scary pick. I, I didn't feel comfortable taking a lot of it's, them. It's, yeah. Same way in the NFL this week. The spreads are not favorable. Yeah. To, I mean, the, that's why I took the Broncos because it was one of the big time spreads. I'll give them to you real fast. I actually have them pulled up. I think you guys I, will pretty, be surprised. I'm pretty sure the Redskins are a one point favorite against the Cowboys. I think it's one or one and a half. No, 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 no. no. They're, they're playing the Giants this week. They played the Cowboys last week and beat them. Oh. So, it must be the, so it's the Redskins and the Giants? Redskins, Giants. The Redskins are, are four and two right now. And they're a one-point favorite yeah, against so the Giants. Why, why were the Giants at home? The Giants aren't playing well. <laughs> well, Eli had well, a good had game last week, even though they didn't win. They still he was uh, Eli. At, he played great. Last uh, he week. was. Uh, let me just look at the quarterbacks. He came in at number two for the number seven uh, seventh-ranked quarterback in fantasy points last week. He was only seventh. He, he was, had like four hundred yards. I'm sorry. He was tied for seventh with Baker Mayfield. Wow. Is what he was. There was two Baker's there, yeah. points all came in the fourth quarter too. Yeah. If you had him on any of your teams, you know Who that. Did the Giants play last week? The Falcons? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, the Falcons. I just, I, 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 oh. guess, I guess I'm just. Yeah. It's hard for me to think of. of what, the we, what, what, what do we got for some spreads across good. the league there? Yeah, I think you guys will just find some of these fascinating. I'm just going to blaze through them real quick. Okay, first, first team I name is the visiting team. Second team is the home team. Okay, uh, so Eagles three and a half point favorites at Jacksonville. Seattle, three-point underdogs at Detroit. Washington, one-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Giants. Denver, ten-point underdogs at Kansas City. Baltimore, minus two-and-a-half at Carolina. Cleveland, plus eight at Pittsburgh. 
New York Jets plus eight at Chicago. That's an intriguing game. That is. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus four at Cincinnati. Another intriguing game. That one shocked me. Yeah. Indianapolis minus three at Oakland. That one shocked me, too. How yeah. does Indianapolis have such a small spread? That's a really small Although spread. Indianapolis has a horrible record. I didn't realize how bad their record is. It's yeah. a bad record, but luck is I, I think the reason behind that is the Oakland, their offense isn't terrible. I mean, we saw right. Derek Carr throw, I think he had like 28 of 31 a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they mean, were all, but they were, so, they were all thinking. Sure. Dumb. Well, of course right. they were. Yeah. That's why his high. Oh, I mean, look at, look at Andrew Luck last week. He was the fourth ranked yeah. fantasy quarterback. And the Colts, yeah. but the Colts defense is not very good. No, so I do no, think no. Oakland will score some points there. Yeah. In fact, that might be a good bet too. Um, anyway, let's see. Uh, Green Bay plus eight at LA, which is no surprise. No. So that, that came down. That was nine and a half. It did come down. Yeah, right. Yep. A lot of bets. Yep. <laughs> a lot of bets on the underdog. Yeah. 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 Well, they're trying to get people to bet more on Green Bay. That's why. Oh. Yeah. Wait, shrinking the spread? No, you're right. On the underdog, Green yeah. Bay, right? Yeah. 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 They're trying to get bets on the Rams. Yeah. They shrink the, spe- uh, the spread to yeah. make it more attractive, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, perfect example, real quick for 10 seconds. Um, I believe uh, Georgia was a seven-point favorite at 4 o'clock this morning over Florida. It went down to 6.5 right when I left. It's down to a one-point favorite over Florida right now. Wait, is, was that seven? It was at seven yesterday it's and this morning. One? It's down to one. Are you sure there wasn't like some kind of an injury or something? Like I have game? no idea. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. They, so they want you to put your money on the – that when Vegas makes money is when there's a ton of bets on the same, you know, right. When it's 50, 50 on both sides. Right. And they win the big. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I, I saw no, that one. There's only the three side. games that's left. A huge, so. It's yeah. a huge swing. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge swing. I've never even heard of that, to be honest. Uh, San Francisco 49ers minus one and a half at Arizona. Oh that's another God. game. Battle of the midgets. Uh, New Orleans saints game of the week that was flexed the Sunday night minus one and a half at Minnesota. So Minnesota getting one and a half at home. Um, I, I know Saints are good. Who, who man, are they playing? But, huh? oh, the, the Vikings. Yeah. Oh my God. That's it's a rematch a of yeah. the Minnesota miracle. Oh man. What is the Dodger game on Sunday? Cause I'm going to be trying to flip back and forth. Yeah. That's going to be games. a good one. Uh, and then we've got finally Monday night, the Patriots are two touchdown favorites at Buffalo. Oof. You know what? I, that could this, be a one of the few times yeah. that I would ever want to bet someone with that big of a spread, and I'm going to want to bet New England. I just yeah, they, Buffalo doesn't have their quarterback. Gonna, who is Peter? It's not even going to be Peterson, right? It's going to be Derek Anderson or it's, it's Anderson. It's I, Derek Anderson. Yeah, they, they already came yeah. out and said that. They it's should not, trade for Fitzmagic. I mean, might as well something just, you know. or Derek Carr. Well, I've heard the Broncos are looking into trying to trade for Derek Carr. Hmm. Which well, I, I mean, think was an interesting idea. Chad Kelly and all his little uh, what? Well, oh, no, no, what happened? I'm sorry, but what happened? I'm sorry. Why in the hell is Von Miller throwing a party on a Monday night oh, here before the Kansas here City comes. game on Sunday at a movie theater? People getting all boozed up, trying to get ready for a big, you know, AFC West game, and you got Chad Kelly out there. On who knows what, walking into somebody's house, oh, yeah, and sitting but, down and watching TV. But you, but you read that he had no alcohol in the system. I know. Well, then but, what was it? Because he exactly, had he had, he had something, something in his system. system. So I mean, so what actually happened? That's a really he, good he question. He broke into a house and he, no, and no, no. The door was he, wide open. They yeah, thought that the people that own the house. 
saw they locked the door for the night. He walked in. The, the lady has her, her baby on her lap. He starts watching TV with him. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy gets down something from the sweeper and starts beating him with the pipe. <laughs> he goes, he gets in his, um, he gets in his, waiting for an Uber. He gets in his car and they found him. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah. So what? Is, so he had to have been on something, intense, right? <laughs> yes. And now, 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 think about it. I mean, is the cops not giving a breathalyzer there because of who he is, and he's playing for the Broncos? Well, or he refused. He refused it, which yeah. that, that that well, they changed that law in this state. Even if you before when you refused, you just lose your license. Now they they still give you a breathalyzer. Yeah. Wait, what now? Well, be, the the way if you refuse the breathalyzer before in the state, right. you would lose your license automatically I for a year. year. If you ain't get charged with a DUI, now oh. they will physically uh, either take blood or whatever this, that, and the other thing, and then basically take you to court and charge you with a DUI. Oh, so it does you no good to refuse? No, it and I you'll still well, get charged. The burden of proof, though, still yeah. If it goes to court, lays it on that. Lays on that. Well, there's always that thing where you people say, like, you know, if you can delay it for an hour till you get to the police station and get your blood drawn, maybe your blood will fall below. Well, it that. also right. depends, like, when you've drank, right? right? Like, what if you had just taken, like, four shots in a row? Exactly. But you hadn't drank at all before that. So you had, it hasn't really hit you yet. You want to hit that breathalyzer, you know? Like, you want to do it <laughs> like, now. Give it to me now. <laughs> yeah. Because by the time you get to the freaking jail, you're. <laughs> you know, your BA is going to be up. But I mean, and the Broncos cut him. <laughs> oh, he was gone right away. That's, <sighs> but that's what I'm saying is they, it, it was a culture move in, yeah. in essence, but I mean, it, it also had to be something pretty bad. Like, you know, he, he was probably on some, yeah. some drugs, you know, like how did he end up at that house? Was was that, 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 where he lived? Oh, no, the house was uh, in the same kind of neighborhood of where the, theater, I don't yeah. even know where the theater was, but it was in the neighborhood of the theater. I just blows my just, mind. You, you start reading it and you're going, huh? Yeah, you're like, how does that happen? How does somebody do all these things? I mean, it's just like it's it's weird. It, well, it is. Kids do weird stuff. Yeah. You know, he's a 22 year old. And he's kid. been in so trouble is that, before. Is that is that may have squashed his NFL Career. aspirations? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I hate to say it because I mean, Jim Kelly's he, not going to be able to come out and support him no. now. And he had really great NFL talent. You know, he was a he his yeah his he mindset was yeah, yeah he, he I mean out Paxton Lynch yeah. if he wasn't an idiot guys I mean I'm pretty confident he was about he's about to get his chance really yeah. oh yeah you know and he he yeah. had to know that you yeah. know yeah so to me this maybe that's why he was celebrating and he took oh, too many man. edibles or this something this was yeah this was a bad decision yeah. man whatever he did so did he like like did the guy who the the homeowner that you know hit him or whatever was he like threatening them or was it no just, he just sat down. He and sat down and like, started watching TV. Well, <laughs> anybody's threatening that walks into your house. Yes. No, but I mean, like, was I, I just didn't know if, like, they felt he like didn't. they were in danger of some kind or if it was just like, oh, this guy's just, you know. But then, I mean, he's a football player, so he's probably big. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. think, uh, the other thing, I don't think they knew who he was, but, I mean, he just literally, like, they thought that, they, from what I read, they thought their door was locked. It wasn't. He walked right in and sat down yeah. and started watching TV. Like, right, like, like next to her? Yeah. Yeah. How does that? Yeah, how does that happen? Yeah, that's that's not normal behavior. No, it's not normal whatsoever. Black, even blackout drunk, I don't think you would do that. <laughs> I think the story will come out it, it eventually in the well, next couple. Yeah, you, what was it? Uh, Brian Greasy uh, hurting his Weird, toe uh, coming out of the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Mike, uh, remember Mike Hampton uh, hurt his neck sleeping on the wrong pillow? Yeah, uh, yeah. Holiday Inn and. Remember, I was never forget when they signed him. Remember how excited we all were? Mm-hmm. They signed him. 
They signed uh, Nagel. Nagel. Uh-huh. They almost signed Darren Dreifert from the Dodgers. Uh-huh. They were going to have this great team. And ha- Hampton goes out there and throws eight innings of shutout ball in the opening game, and then he was just terrible. Yep. After that, and it was like, what happened, man? You proved that you could do it. You did it. You know, you did your first. But then start. he left, and then he was pretty good again for a little, a little yeah, while. Yeah, where did he end up going? Houston, I want to say. No, that's where he came from. Um, when you go to Atlanta, I can't remember. Mm, I don't remember either. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he came from Houston. Yeah, though. you're probably right. Yeah, your but, first pitch uh, tomorrow night is six fifteen, our time. Why do they have a World Series? Why do they have these playoff games on Sunday? That's football. <laughs> I. Yeah. Well, you got two TVs. I know it's just frustrating. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'll have enough bandwidth because I'm going to have to cut Comcast at some point here and go to DirecTV or yeah. go to Net. Or, well, uh, who, who's, who's the people? Who's the other place we have here? Dish. No, but no, the uh, Internet people. Oh, Internet people. Uh, CenturyLink? Yeah, CenturyLink. CenturyLink. Because, boy, I'm just getting tired of these bills. Man. Yeah. These stupid phone calls. Um, so, kind of, let's wrap up the NFL and then fire off the last two or three minutes with our fantasy stuff. Um. What do you? What about the Broncos? I mean, do you think uh, they're coming off a pretty big win? You know, they probably saved Vance Vance's job. Um, but again, it, this is it, a huge it took one game. of the worst teams in the NFL for them to do it. Yeah, this is <laughs> right. They do it to the Jets. I think this might be their Super Bowl. I mean, oh, it is their. They're Super Bowl. going into Kansas City, a team that has just destroyed. Other teams. Well, the Broncos have to say we we absolutely 100% should have beat them, and we outplayed them in our last. They got to know in their heads that they can play with them. Yeah, they have to go in there and be like, you know, no, we have we have to make our statement. I I do think the Broncos have to adjust their game plan slightly. You know, in my opinion, Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous guy in the NFL. Yes, because he not only has this incredible speed, but he now he's a football player. And right. the guy he's knows. A route runner now. Yes, he uh-huh. knows where he's got to be. He's a great route runner. Uh, he gets into space. Nobody's going to well, catch him. You pretty much, you can't yeah. play any zone. You have to play man to man and have safeties over the top. That's, but I mean, that's what I'm chance. saying. So they're going to have to commit a safety over uh-huh. the top to him on about every play. Yep. I so agree. you know it's going to have to be a one on one with Travis Kelsey. That's where you're going to have to make them beat Oof. you. Boy, that's going to be that's not good. Because I think the Broncos <laughs> can stop the run. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Chubb, they, Chubb although been, they haven't this year, they've been really bad at it. Yeah, I do think that they will be able to stop the run enough. Chubb's I don't been, think Chubb's been very off. good against the run compared to most of the, the line there. Yeah, and that and Hunt likes to run to that side, so I think that will help. But they're going to have to get the sacks. They're going to have to get the pressures. That's what it's going to be about: is pressure up the middle and keeping. And I've heard that that their their game plan this week is keeping Mahomes in the pocket. Right. They right. want him in mm-hmm. the pocket, and so they can pressure up the middle. The guy is too darn good out of the pocket. Yeah, he's I mean, incredible. he just so he's let's, amazing. Let's look, let's, let's look at this stretch real quick, because um, like like we said, we all think that they played for. Vance Joseph's job last week, mm-hmm. and, you know, beating him. Uh, so we got the Chiefs this week. We got the Texans on a five-game winning streak at home next week. They, they might be the hottest team in the NFL. I know. Yeah, they got Deshaun's the, finally coming back into form. Yeah, they've got the bye week. They got the at the Chargers versus the Steelers at the Bengals. Whew, wait, that's wait, quite a now, run. With Texas, let's not forget the Will Fuller. Is gone. His ACL yeah. over for the year. Yep. Now I just recently traded in my dynasty league. I traded for a Cortu or Cotui or whatever his name is. Cootie. 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 He's down. He has a hamstring. Well, yeah, but I'm just excited now that he might become. Because like, I have him in our two. league. <laughs> yeah. Your team. How is your team doing? Is you still so, winless? Or, uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, it's on, uh, 
never know. Yeah. We had a oh my god, my team really shit the bed. I didn't I didn't I didn't oh, want to did I didn't want to I didn't want to say anything to him over here. <laughs> I yeah, kept quiet. It was a rough week for uh, for the Ditka. Well, he just has you have such a good team, dude. I mean, Schuster, it was the key. I got him in my Oregon league, and I've mm-hmm. only got one loss in that league because you Schuster probably your worst week, and you still won. Well, so and Schuster was out that. last week, so or or bye. Yeah. So now he's back in there. Yeah. And I'm look at Lamar Miller giving me twenty two points. Yeah. That's. Our, but Lamar, I mean, yeah, Texas look like Texas look like they're coming into form. Yeah. And if, if if Deshaun Watson goes back to who he was, why I drafted him, maybe my team can make a late late run stretch to try and get in there. Because you know, in football, we're, we're past the halfway point for for the for divisional play. So yep. you got to get this is it. You got to go strong. And, and the Rigner still has the uh, Mike still has one behind me. Uh, what's up? So, all right, folks, we're down to 30 seconds. Uh, please go like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out our other shows and prior episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeart, Blog Talk Radio, and our website at thesportsoffensive.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Offensive out.